Good afternoon from Beveloy Stadium, Corver Field, as we get set for Great Plains Athletic Conference football between the Dort Defenders and the Northwestern Red Raiders. The Northwestern Red Raiders come in as the number one team in the country, and they are 7-0 overall, 6-0 in the Great Plains Athletic Conference. While the Dort Defenders are 5-1, winners of their last game over the Jamestown Jimmies, they also stand 5-1 in the Great Plains Athletic Conference. This shapes up to be a very eventful next three weeks in conference play. You've got Dort playing Northwestern today. You've got Northwestern and Morningside playing next week, and you've got Dort and Morningside playing the following week. So it shapes up to be a very interesting and very pivotal time of the year. Coming up on our pregame show, we will check in with our coaches, Matt McCarty and Joel Penner, and we'll also visit with Kyle Achterhoff about his thoughts on today's matchup as the defenders get set for the Northwestern Red Raiders. All that comes up on our pregame show. We'll be back visiting with Coach Matt McCarty in two minutes. Welcome back to Devaloy Stadium, Corver Field, and the Dort Defenders and Northwestern Red Raiders. Great Plains Athletic Conference football on the way on a sunny afternoon. Let's visit now with Coach Matt McCarty, the Northwestern head football coach. We get set for pregame between the Dort Defenders and the Northwestern Red Raiders. Great Plains Athletic Conference football play in Orange City, a 1 o'clock kickoff as uh, Dort takes a 5-1 record against a Northwestern team that is 7-0 overall and 6-0 in the conference. And uh, Coach McCarty joins me. And uh, Coach McCarty, um, obviously 7-0 overall, 6-0 in the conference. Uh, you look at just that. And your team, from outside appearances, is where you want it to be at this point of the year. You as a coach, is this team where you want it to be? at this point of the year? I know you're looking at more than just wins and losses. Are you where you want to be at this point of the season? You know, I, I think if you look at, um, you know, from the outside looking in, you're, you're, you know, we're undefeated. We've been able to find ways to win every game. And, and that, you know, every time you step on the field on Saturdays, you know, you want to find a way to win the game. And for us, uh, we're really looking at improvement. And if I look at where we are going into the game today, Versus where we were week one, you know, I think we're much improved as a football team. And so that growth aspect of where we were week one, maybe week two and three to where we are right now as a team, that that really excites me as a coach. Uh, we we want to be playing our best football each and every time we step on the field. And our, our guys understand that, you know, we're not going to be perfect each time we step on the field, but we want to be a little bit better than we were last week. And there's always things we can learn. There's always things we can improve, but you know, I think our guys have, have approached each week with a, a really strong focus on, on playing their best. And if we can do that, we put ourselves in position to be successful. And they've done that so far. And so, um, you know, it's easy to be complacent and, and maybe overlook somebody that these guys have really been focused week in and week out. Week out and, I, and that's something that's been good for us. You have many returners from last year's team, and I know last year is last year, this year is this year. But when you have a core of players offensively, and I look at your skill players, Jalen Gramstead, Connor McQuillan, Michael Story, those are a lot of the same names. What? How does that help you coming into a new year to have a nucleus of players to you can build on last year? How much does that help you? I think it's really big for the staff as we try to build our game plan week in and week out. You know, those guys have, have had some consistent production, whether it was last year or the last couple of years. And you really know what you're going to get. You know that those guys are going to show up. They're going to work hard. They're going to prepare and they'll be ready to compete on Saturdays. And, 
um, that, that piece as a coach, you can build a game plan around that. You know, you want to get those guys involved. You want your best players uh, to, to be in position to make plays. And, and I think that's something, um, you know, if you're a little inexperienced and guys haven't played in big moments, uh, then you really that you have some of that unknown. But as we got into like the Drake game, we were behind. We had some big moments, and all three of those those players, you know, Connor, Jalen, Mike, made really big plays. And those guys had been in those moments before, so we knew we could rely on them. Looking at your offense, I see 231 rushing attempts, passing uh, about 206. You're not quite 50-50, but you're pretty close <laughs> to it. Is that what you want this offense to be? We do, you know, a lot of our pass game is built on our run game and, and we do a lot of run pass option with, with Jalen and, and give him the, 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 the opportunity to, to throw the ball or run the ball, depending on what he's reading. Um, but we try to be pretty balanced. We, we want to be efficient in both. Um, you know, I think it, we're going to take what the defense has given us though at the same time. And we've had some games where, you know, it had to be heavy pass because teams were loaded up to stop the run. And we've had other games where we've been able to run the ball a little bit more effectively and, I think being able to do both effectively will will help us in the long run. Defensively, you're allowing 72 yards per game on the ground. How have, how have you been able to control opponents' running games? For us, it, it really starts up front. We've, we've got some great experience on the defensive line. And I think we have seven fifth-year starters on, or fifth-year players on our defensive line. And so that group, the experience, uh, those guys just being able to set the tone for us and be able to control the line of scrimmage is so important for us. Those guys have really set the tone. And, and if we can make teams one dimensional where we can take away the run game, it helps our secondary. We were pretty young in the secondary to start the season. So we really had to rely on the guys up front and they've done a great job for us setting the tone on that side of the ball. The matchup with Dort, what do you see in terms of Dort's offense that you've been focusing on this week? You know, Dort offensively really forces you to, to defend the whole field and play very disciplined. And, and they've got some some weapons that can can beat you on the edges. They can they can run the ball right at you and beat you. Um, I think Colson Cruz is a, is a really good quarterback. And, you know, I think he's just continues to grow as a quarterback. The, the, the thing that you need to do when you play against them is you need to be physical up front, but you need to play great team defense. And really that group, um, has to play as a whole really, really well. And so our focus has just been making sure we're playing really good team defense this week. And we got to be able to tackle in space. And so if we can do those things, those are things we're going to have to do to have success against Dort. One matchup that we don't often talk about is the kicking game. Eli Stater has had a good year for Northwestern, obviously. A lot, uh, couple long field goals. Stephen Linen for Dort. Uh, that we, we don't talk about that at this level very much, but the kicking game could be a factor on Saturday. It really could. And both teams have outstanding kickers and, you know, the ability to score points when you get across the 50 is huge. And both of these guys can, can, can make a long field goal if they need to. Uh, it's a great weapon to have. And, uh, you know, the kicking game in terms of, you know, kickoff coverage, you know, we try to treat kickoff coverage as that's the first play of defense. And, you know, really, if you can make the field long for an opposing offense, uh, it's a great weapon to have. And both teams have really good kickers. And it definitely could come down to the kicking game today. Big games coming up the next few weeks. Do you – you have a long schedule. We've talked about that. You've done what you needed to up to the midpoint of October – 
do you get do you still get as excited as a coach for this kind of weekend, Coach McCarty? Absolutely. And I think it's one of these where, you know, as you get to this point in the season, uh, you want to put yourself in position to, to compete at the end of the year for an opportunity to play in the postseason. And, and you know, we've gotten to mid-October where we're, we're 7-0. and um, And these games now down the stretch are, are big games. And we've talked with our team of at this point in the season now, every game really becomes a playoff game because you have to win these games to get into the postseason. And when you get into the postseason, anything can happen. And so for our guys, um, and it's exciting, you know, it's, it's a challenge. Uh, you want to play in these games. It's a great atmosphere with, you know, Dorton Northwestern, anytime you play, whether it's early in the year, late in the year, it's a great atmosphere. It, it's the communities are involved. It, it's, it's a fun environment to play in. And so for for our guys, it's a, it's a it's a great game to prepare for and to play in. Um, and it's a it's a fun opportunity every time. Thank you for your time and best wishes on Saturday and the rest of the year. All right, thanks a lot, Mike. That is Coach Matt McCarty. We will be back with more on our pregame show right after this one minute timeout. It's time on our pregame show to shift our attention to the Dort Defenders and the Dort Defenders coming off a win over the Jamestown Jimmies on Saturday. And, uh, Coach, you were able to go to Jamestown. I would say from a competitive standpoint, not an uneventful win in that you were solid throughout. Three field goals, a couple of scores, defense got some turnovers. Your team, I don't want to say did what it needed to do, but you you made it through that contest and you got the end result that you wanted. I, I don't know how else to say it. Well, I would say it like this. Uh, we were not pleased with last Saturday, just to be blunt. Um, not all aspects. I mean, bright spots were all over the place. We had an awesome kicking day again. Um, it is so great to be at the 30-yard line and feel like we're scoring points. Uh, offense had a great two-minute drill to end the first half that really gave us a nice, comfortable lead. And I think we had some young uh, players on defense, especially step up, who had not ever played significant minutes and did a great job. Lots of bright spots. Uh, we played below uh, defender football standard. And while we're thankful for the win, um, it wasn't our best day. And we've addressed it. And uh, let's just say we're ready to go. You. You did some things well. You you did move the ball at times on offense, and it was on the ground. Nobody had 100 yards or anything like that, but you had two or three players who were pretty productive again. So that was, that was a good thing to see after it being a real chore the week before. Yeah. No, there, there was, like I said, there were bright spots, and that defense was giving up 111 rushing yards yep. a game, and I think we rushed for 250. Yep. Um, and so I, I don't want to take any credit away from Jamestown. I think they played us tremendous. I think, uh, I think they were on a two-game win streak. They were hot, and they, they played like it. They, they played confident for the first time probably since I've ever played Jamestown. I think they actually came to play and believed they could win. You get ready now for Northwestern, and Northwestern, uh, the number one team of the country and the defending national champs, and they have gotten – I talked to Matt McCarty earlier. They're at – they're 7-0. and They have taken care of things week by week. And what do you see when you look at Northwestern and you prepare for this team? 
yeah, I see a great team. Um, I see a healthy team. I see a team that's uh, confident, playing very confident, uh, understandably. Um, very just, you know, great job utilizing offensive weapons that they have, uh, able to be balanced, score a lot of points. Really, really good on first down. Uh, I think it's around eight yards of play, uh, which which drives D coordinators nuts to be in that spot. And then defensively, uh, very different cast than they had last year. A lot of guys uh, graduated, but um, typical uh, to a Coach McCarty defense. They they do a great job of plugging in and training guys up to to want to run, and they do a, a really nice job. So very very great. Solid football team. We're expecting, uh, you know, it, it'll take every bullet in the chamber, um, and that's what our guys are are ready to do. Offensively, what what do you need to do well to set yourself up well against this Northwestern team? Yeah, you're not going to come in and just say, "Well, we're just going to pound the football and and uh, keep it on the ground the whole day." You're not going to you're not going to sit there and well just drop back and throw and do it that way. Uh, whatever you're doing, they'll make adjustments and be able to to address that. So you have to be balanced and you have to be able to, as I say, you have to war for four, you have to pitch rich and you got to throw to win. And uh, those three objectives for us offensively uh, will be key, all, all three of them. When the defense prepares for this team, you said it drives defensive coordinators crazy with a team that can gain eight yards on average every first down. That opens up the playbook. How do how do you how do you stop that from happening? Well, uh, I think you you need to start with players, not plays. Um, the 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 production generally goes through three individuals, yeah. and so you have to think about that first. Um, there are there's a great cast around them. There's not it's not just three, but um, I think I think you have to focus on on the guys who are uh, creating the most problems, you know, and that's a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver. What I hear people say, it's just like any other game. And that's sometimes we fall into that trap of it's you want to prepare as if it's any other game, but this this is a rivalry contest. Does What does that do for the week leading up? Yeah. What, how, do you address it? Do you talk about it? What do you do? Yeah, I think the best way for me to answer that is to kind of look at it from an external point of view and then an internal point of view. So externally, as the head coach, I talk about, you know, uh, it, it's it's two Christian colleges in the same county. Um, it's a rivalry. Uh, it's significant for a lot of people and a lot of families, um, and we don't we don't uh, underplay that. Um, and it's a lot of fun to have a lot of people at a game, you know, I mean, all the things that rivalries do, right. It's great. We love it. It's, it's a, it's a blessing to have a game like that. Uh, internally, uh, it is an offensive defense and a kicking game that we need to line up and play winning football against. And we need to play the next play. We, we, this week we talk about your best shot, you know, um, when, when a play is gone, it's over, you learn from it, and then you play the next play. And that really is true whether you're playing Jamestown in North Dakota or you're in Orange City playing the defending national champs. There really is no difference internally um, for us. We, we don't hyper-motivate our guys. We don't, we don't bring any extra, you know, anything extra into the week. I think the, the external 
community does a great job of that. We don't need any more. Um, we, we just focus on us and what does our best football look like this week. And uh, that's, that's the approach. Meaningful football mid to late October. I, it's great. I mean, from my perspective, it's great. I don't know about the coaching staff and all, everything that in, goes along with the preparations, but I don't know that there's a better thing on a Saturday afternoon than what you've got to prepare for this week. You know, that's a that's you're you're looking at it all the right ways. It's a, it's a blessing to be uh, a top twenty five showdown in our own county, uh, sixty three degrees and sunny. I mean, what what else can you ask for? This is football in the fall, and I hope uh, I hope uh, it's an awesome day for Defender Nation and for our football team. It's Coach Joel Penner. We'll be back with more on our pregame show right after this. Welcome back to Orange City as we get set for Great Plains Athletic Conference football. Dort versus Northwestern. We'll be having the playing of our national anthem here shortly and uh, didn't get that quite timed out correctly. So we will we will hang in here for the national anthem and uh, we'll try our best to pick up that band noise as they will uh, be giving that to us. And then we'll be about uh, five minutes away from kickoff. So we will get uh, to code, uh, we will get to Kyle Akerhoff's uh, thoughts and comments as well as we prepare for this game. But right now the uh, football teams, Northwestern in their red tops, white pants, red stripes lining up along the near sideline. And the Dort defenders in their predominantly white jerseys today, white pants, black and gold striping, and black uh, charcoal on the sleeves. They're lined up on the far sideline, the east sideline here at Devaloy Stadium, Corver Field. 
And here then is our national anthem. National anthem from Devaloy Stadium, Corver Field, Orange City, Iowa. Number one, it's number 22, Dort. And uh, my name is Mike Biker. I'll be describing the action to you. Nathan Baruch back at the Sioux County Radio Studios, making sure things are pointed in the right direction this afternoon. And I am joined once again by Kyle Achterhoff as he made the road trip today to uh, take in today's contest. And, uh, Kyle, I don't I, – I'm not sure if you didn't have to be inside today, if you would be, but we are inside, but a beautiful day for football, sunshine, a little bit of breeze, and uh, two top 25 teams. You don't get many opportunities like this. Uh, you're right on, Mike. Yeah, perfect environment. Uh, like you mentioned, just in terms of the weather, just a fabulous day to play football. You get that at this point in the season, and you can have all kinds of different uh, weather with from rain and wind and cold to something as perfect as today. Got a little breeze that could affect some of the kicking game today, but overall, a uh, fantastic day for football. You, We heard the coaches talk about their pregame thoughts and what they were thinking in preparation for today's game, and uh, it seems like a fair amount of respect on both sides as both teams have put together fine seasons up to this point. Northwestern, obviously, the defending national champion. The door defenders right there. They've finished third in the conference the last several seasons, and there are two teams in the league that uh, the defenders have not beaten since the program was formed, and uh, Northwestern is one of them. Obviously, uh, a lot of respect. For Dort to Northwestern, 12 miles away, it's uh, it shapes up to be an interesting matchup today. Yeah, it really does. And, you know, these two coaches especially, the two head coaches, 
uh, Joel Penner and Matt McCarty, they know each other so well. Um, you know, go back a number of years, and I, I watched those guys during spring ball battle each other <laughs> on the same field, um, one offensively, one defensively. And then, yeah, obviously the most recent history uh, in games. We've had some close ones, had some that haven't been real close. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's a great opportunity for both teams to – play a really quality football opponent um yeah and it's a great time of the year to do it i know dort wishes they could go back a couple weeks i wish they had the midland game over can't change anything about that now but what you can do is you can go from that point forward and this is a great opportunity this week well and almost immediately after that game we, we your your thinking shifts from okay a matchup of top 20 or a matchup of potentially undefeated teams that's the way the schedule was set up to okay you still control your own destiny you have to you have to forget about 14 days ago you have to forget about seven days ago you need to prepare for this one and that really i see i think is very critical for this dort team to be able to do yeah and um you know, you hear you heard both head coaches talk about the importance of preparing every week uh, for that week's opponent and keeping your team playing their best game that week. Um, yeah, Dort didn't play their best game two weeks ago against Midland, but they played better last week and they want to play better this week. And so you look to play your very best each each game throughout the season because you want to see that con constant improvement. We have one of the players back on the field that has missed a couple of the games. Preston McCoy is back to return kicks. Thomas McCullough is back there as well. Brendan Piper sounds like he isn't going to be able to play today. So we are set for football. Eli Stater kicking off with the wind. And this one will go through the end zone and the Dort defenders will take over first down and 10 at their own 25. And we talked about it in the pregame show, that kicking game. And we'll keep an eye on that throughout. Eli Stater does all of the kicking for the Northwestern Red Raiders. Punts, kickoffs, point afters, field goals. The defenders split it up a little bit, but that is a, a, it's a part of the game that we oftentimes overlook and it'll be interesting to see how that shapes up today. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a big part of the day, especially when the wind could be a factor, right? Um, so you're kicking, but also how your team reacts when they have to kick into the wind. Um, yeah, that, that's one of those equalizing factors, and it's it's definitely a breezy, breezy day today. Colson Cruz in the pistol. He hands it off. This goes to Nick Wellen. Wellen, the ball carrier. Wellen picks up three yards on the play. It'll be second down and seven, so positive yardage for the defenders. They've got the wind in their face to begin today's contest. Northwestern deferred their decision to the second half. The defenders uh, uh, received the opening kickoff, and uh, they will be going into the wind to start this afternoon's contest in the breeze. Earlier today, I heard somewhere that it was predicted to be 5 to 10 miles per hour. Looks like it's a little healthier than that, but uh, it will be a factor and is more or less out of the north here in Orange City. Cruz runs from pass option. Pitch over the middle is complete to the 50, to the 45-yard line, and upended at the 46-yard line. That is Looker, and Isaac Looker with a catch over the middle on the run pass option, and the defenders with a first down into Northwestern territory. Well, and, and right there, Mike, you saw a play where um, Dort's running the option, and like you mentioned, it's a run pass option, but that could have been a Colson Cruz run. It could have been a pitch out to the back. I can't remember which one was in the pit position well there. And, and you also have receivers downfield open. So uh, making that correct read and making that play, uh, 
great start for the defenders. Well, the defenders have made a liar out of me. I said, I don't think we're going to see Brendan Piper. That was my understanding. Well, there's Brendan Piper. He's at the 40 to the 35 side, steps the defender inside the 35 down to the 32-yard line. And based on that, I don't know if Brendan will get the carries that he normally does, but on that carry, very shifty and pretty good explosiveness. Yeah, he made a, made a defender, uh, a defensive player miss in the open field. Uh, he was able to pick up the first down. Um, yeah, the, the luxury of having a number of backs that you can rely on, but yeah, when you're a little bit sore, this is one you still play in. Colson Cruz setting up first down and 10 at the Northwestern 33-yard line. Back to pass, drops back, looks over the middle, passes just behind the intended receiver. That was Evan Jordal. Jordal had found a spot in the middle of the, uh, the defense, uh, pass a little bit behind him, though, and falls to the ground incomplete. It's second down. Yeah, and that's one of those where the defense is in a zone uh, in the secondary. Um, Jordal probably could have geared that down a little bit, made it even an easier throw. Uh, but, yeah, just a little bit behind him, um, and, and you're going to miss on some of those, but uh, hopefully not too often. Colson Cruz, man in motion is McCoy. Preston McCoy passes behind the uh, quarterback. Here's Cruz. Cruz on the keeper, walks his way back to the middle of the field, and he is downed at the 30-yard line. Pick up a three on the play. Sets up third down and seven. Third and seven for the defenders. So McCoy is back for the defenders. It sounded like earlier in the week Connor Dodd, Doubtful. Really wanted to get out and play, but uh, sounded like it was a little too uh, too tough for him during practice this week. So uh, he likely we won't see number five today after getting injured in that Midland contest uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and now we have a, a, a third and seven here, but could potentially be in two down territory just because of the wind being a factor potentially in the in the in the kicking game. Um, yeah. Cruz rolled out there a little bit. He did have a receiver open downfield. But that, I think Coach Penner is going to talk to Colson uh, after this series and say, hey, if you have positive yards, no. use your feet. Um, I don't know if he'd have got the first down, but I think you'd have had nice yardage um, had he just tucked it away and, and took off. Probably would have been about a fourth down and two or three. Looked like he had a blocker on the edge, but he made the decision to throw, and pass goes incomplete. Dort's going to go for it here on fourth down and seven. The cards on the table early on at the uh, Northwestern 31-yard line. Cruz throw over the top is complete and in and out of the hands of Caden, uh, Cade Rohr. Rohr had it in his hands. The collision knocks the ball free. Northwestern gets it back, first down and 10. Dort will turn it over on downs. Northwestern's defense comes up with a stop. They get the first stop of the afternoon at their own 31-yard line. Yeah, and that, that was well-timed hit in the defensive secondary to jar the ball out. Uh, but a very well-thrown football, very catchable ball. You know, those are the kind of things where you, when you have those opportunities, yep. um, you have to make those, especially in big games like this. Um, yeah, so hopefully can kind of get back on track. Uh, next time the offense has the ball. Jalen Gramstead in at quarterback for Northwestern. He's played almost every down at quarterback for Northwestern this season. Swings it out to Connor McQuillan. McQuillan on his feet. Ackler first down yardage for Northwestern to the 46-yard line. Jalen Gramstead swings it out. Nothing fancy for Northwestern to start the contest. And they get a first down and positive yardage. Yeah, and if uh, if 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 they're not going to call the holding out, out uh, on the perimeter, um, guys are going to have a lot of room to run, and, you know, I think Coach Penner mentioned it, but the, the number of yards that Northwestern averages on first down, 
Um, it's tough to get them behind the sticks, but you have to make some plays. Got to keep them to less than an eight yards per care, uh, per uh, play average, at least. McQuillan, this one gets stretched out and coming up to make the stop for the uh, defenders. That is Dan Jungling. So Jungling making the play out in space, limiting McQuillan to one yard on the play. It will be second down. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, that's part of the game plan. I'm sure Coach McCormick's thinking, hey, anytime we can get McQuillan going sideways, uh, going a little east and west, the better. Um, but because once he plants his foot in the dirt and, and or in the turf uh, and heads north and south, uh, he's tough to take down. McQuillan is the leading rusher for Northwestern. He wears number threes from Leavenworth, Kansas. Swing pass near side, Schaefer. Schaefer into midfield, and we've got a flag on the play. We've got two flags on the play. And uh, initially, first down yardage for Northwestern, but I think this one is coming back. I think the first flag is probably what you talked about earlier, probably a hold. The yeah. second play, I don't know if that's the same thing that the uh, back judge saw or if there was something after the play. Yeah, I think uh, I think. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be a hold. Both officials saw the same hold. Um, yeah, it's one of those where defensive back trying to play off of a receiver block. Um, looked like. Looked like Michael Story for Northwestern probably just held on a little long. He's he's a really good perimeter blocker. He's a physical wide receiver. Um, probably just had a little bit too much jersey. Looked like probably got away with one on the other side of the field on the first play uh, of Northwestern's offensive series, um, but didn't get away with that one. Well, and who anybody who doesn't say, you know what, just like a basketball game, they're trying to find out what the officials are actually going to call today and what they aren't. And that's part of the feeling out process here in the early going. It's going to be second down. Second down and 8-18 for Northwestern. Rolling out is Gramstead, looking down the field, passes underneath, and the defenders, uh, nice job that time of keeping Austin Girard uh, contained underneath, and that'll set up a third down and nine. So third and they're back at the original line of scrimmage for this set of downs, third down and 10. Yeah, and that was one of those plays where um, the, the Dort defensive secondary took away the deeper route, um, and where Graham Stan is really good is he, he takes the underneath route, figuring, hey, I still got third down. Yeah, it's still third and 10, but it's a lot better than third and 20. So uh, put themselves in a little bit more manageable, but Dort's sitting pretty good here. This is what you want. You want Northwestern and third and long. Third down and long for Northwestern. Gramstead, Dort brings pressure. Contained in the pocket. Leakey unable to get to him. Gramstead on the run, and Gramstead has a first down. He's into the secondary. He's to the 30 and finally brought down at the 28-yard line, and that is where he is so dangerous is uh, he can tuck it away and he can run with the best of them. Turns into a running back and a very good athlete, and he picks up uh, first down all the way down to the uh, Dort 28-yard line. Yeah, you know, I think the best way to describe him is just that dual threat quarterback, right? He can hurt you with his arm. He can hurt you with his legs. Um, again, another opportunity when you when you have a chance to get him before he gets started, uh, that's the key. So I think that's something that the Dort coaching staff is probably going to harp on the players a little bit. Hey, when we get that opportunity, make that play. And the near side collapsed on the pocket, and that's what allowed to give, allowed him a little bit of room to run. He stayed with a hot hand, and he picks up two yards on the play. 
It'll be second down and eighth. Ball comes out loose. I see Joe Kenny on the sideline saying it should be Dort football. The referee saying no, his knee was down. It's second down and eight at the Dort. 26-yard line, Northwestern threatening here in the first quarter. 8.30 left to play in the first quarter. The defenders and Northwestern scoreless. Yeah, you watched uh, last week when I watched the Jamestown game. They did a, such a nice job, obviously a different opponent, but the defensive line, there is a certain amount of containment and integrity, if you will, to the pocket defensively that you want to, you, you don't want that one side of the pocket to collapse. And we saw earlier where that was critical in that pickup for Gramstead. Yeah, and, and he's a type of player and, and, quarterback that's going to take advantage if you do overplay something. Gramstead underneath pass is complete and that's going to be a first down completion to Northwestern's Will Bunn. Will Bunn, a freshman from Sioux City and uh, the Northwestern Red Raiders into Dort territory at the 13-yard line. It'll be first down and 10. So we've gone from Dort having Northwestern on the ropes a little bit at third down and 10 to Northwestern now really threatening threatening First down and 10 to go at the 13-yard line. Yeah, and, you know, this is where as a defensive unit you're just you're just preaching, hey, keep them out of the end zone, um, force them to attempt a field goal. Um, you'd rather give up, obviously, three than, than a seven. So, uh, yeah, and this is where it gets a little bit tougher for an offense quite often because there's less field to play with. Pitch over to McQuillan. McQuillan to the outside has a seam, and he is downed inside the 10 at the 8-yard line. And it'll be first down and 10 for, uh, pardon me, it'll be second down and six. And Tyler Wieringa looks like he's giving it a go today on that uh, that knee that was injured a couple of weeks ago against Midland. He picks himself up. He took the, uh, he was credited with the tackle of McQuillan, second down and five. Second and five at the eight-yard line. Gramstead has three receivers set to the near side, one to the far side. Narrow side of the field is the uh, far side of the field. Inside handoff, that goes to McQuillan. McQuillan, the ball carrier, and McQuillan close to a first down. Looks like he stopped short at the five-yard line. It'll be third down and short with 6.28 left to go in the first quarter. We are scoreless, Dort and Northwestern. Yeah, McQuillan's just such a strong physical running back where you think, oh, hey, we held him to a one-yard gain, but then he seems to fall forward for two. Uh, exactly what happened on that play, and now Northwestern's in that third and two situation. Uh, where they love to be. Third down and two on the way. McQuillan averaging about eight yards per carry this season. He has been the workhorse for this Northwestern team, a Northwestern team that started this drive after Dort turned it over on downs. Northwestern trying to turn it into points. First down and, pardon me, third down and two at the five, keeping it as Gramstead. Gramstead picks up a first down. It's going to give Northwestern a fresh set of downs. It'll be first down and goal to go at the two, and Northwestern will now have three or four cracks at trying to get into the end zone. Yeah, this is where you, you might have to roll the dice a little bit more uh, defensively, try to bring some pressure, uh, try to get Northwestern uh, to lose some yardage. Uh, you know, it's, it's not necessarily just good enough to have a stalemate, uh, especially when a team has three or four shots at the end zone here. Um, so you, you might see Dort bring a little bit of pressure. Um, Northwestern's in a heavy package, couple tight ends. So we'll see what happens. Direct snap to the running back, Logan Meyer. Meyer that time lining up in the Wildcat. So uh, 
little or no gain on the play. Actually, might have lost a yard on the play. It'll be second down and goal to go from the three. Well, that was a wrinkle that I hadn't anticipated. Granted, I haven't watched a ton of the Northwestern games, but I uh, watched the Briar Cliff contest from last week a little bit. So Logan Meyer that time lining up, taking the direct snap. Yeah, they were trying to play a little bully ball, try to get, you know, some bigger bodies in the game and, and see if you can just pound it away. Unfortunately, when you do that, you bring a lot of defensive bodies in there too, and, and there just wasn't any room, and Dort did a nice job of penetration. Hand off this time to Meyer. Meyer inside the five. We've got a flag on the play as well. That comes out from the side judge. Uh, both the far judge and the line judge over on the near side dropping flags. So it's probably somebody lined up in the neutral zone. Uh, one side or the other. Looks like it's going to be against Northwestern, the way the official is facing. And a little motion. And both both officials saw it, so it's going to be, um, Dort's going to take the penalty rather than the play. And it'll be second down and goal to go now from the eight-yard line. Now you do have given Northwestern a little bit more room to work with, so let's see if the Dort defense can continue to hold up their end of the bargain. We're scoreless thus far. 4.15 left to play in a very fast-moving first quarter of action. Scoreless. Dortz had one possession, got into Northwestern territory. Northwestern, after forcing a turnover on downs, with it in Dort territory, second down and goal to go at the eight-yard line. Clock continues to run. Jalen Gramstead, that is, sends a man in motion. Ty Schaefer will station himself in the slot on the near side. Back to pass is Gramstead. Gramstead looking. Pass and out of the backfield into the end zone. Touchdown, Connor McQuillan. McQuillan got lost coming out of the backfield, and he dances into the end zone for the score, and Northwestern draws first blood. Six to nothing, 352 left to play here in the first quarter. Northwestern six, Dort zero. Yeah, there are a couple of defensive players on the ground. Uh, I don't know if, you know, I don't have the luxury of a, a replay, but um, probably some type of rub rub route. Um, normally you don't see McQuillan. I mean, he's one of their main threats running that wide open. So I'm, I'm, my guess is whoever was responsible for him, for him uh, got lost in coverage and, uh, yeah, wide open for the easy touchdown. Eli Stater on to attempt the point after try. He's nearly automatic there. He makes that one. Stater comes into the game, uh, I believe 34 of 35 on point after tries. And Northwestern jumps out in front, 7-0. Dort will be receiving with 3.52 left to go in the first quarter. When we're back right after this, you're listening to Dort Football on KIHK. Stater kicks it through the end zone, and the Dort defenders will take over first down and 10 at their own 25-yard line for Northwestern. That is the fourth touchdown catch for McQuillan, averaging 11.8 yards per catch. He has turned into a very, very important piece of the puzzle for Northwestern so far this season. We talked about the three players that they rely heavily on, Jalen Gramstead, Connor McQuillan, and Michael Story. And uh, one at each position. Now the defenders need an answer. Colts and Cruz, who got the defenders down to the 31-yard line of Northwestern on the first drive of the game. He's going to run option to the near side. Pitches over to McCoy. McCoy trying to get to the edge. Picks up positive yardage. Maybe picks up three yards on the play. It'll be second down and long. So a gain of three on the play. Preston McCoy missed a couple of games due to an injury. He is back in the lineup for the defenders. So good to see him back for the Dort defenders. 
Yeah, and he just gives you another fresh set, fresh set of legs. You got a number of guys rotating in back then, back uh, at the running back position, and so to have him in that mix is uh, a positive thing for Dort. Second down and seven. Colson Cruz has the running back behind him. He's in the pistol, hands it off. This is Piper. Piper, the ball carrier to the 31-yard line, struggles forward maybe to the 32 for forward progress, and that'll set up a third down and three situation for the defenders at their own 32-yard line. They need the 35 for a first down. Three minutes left to go in the first quarter. From a big-picture perspective, uh, obviously you want to score on every drive, but from a big-picture perspective, trying to win the battle right now, you don't want to kick off into the. Uh, you don't want to punt into the wind from your own 32-yard line this afternoon. Right. I, th I think uh, Coach Penner doesn't necessarily. You never want to be in a third-down situation. You'd love to just convert on first and second down. But if you are to be in a third and three, is much more manageable. And we're not going to get it. Uh, that play gets stretched out. Colson Cruz maybe picks up a, a half a yard on the play, maybe a yard. It's going to be fourth down and two at their own 33-yard line. Dort's going to be forced to punt for the first time this afternoon. Blade Coons, the senior from Van Meter, Iowa, will step in, and he will kick into the wind. And uh, let's see if Blade Coons can uh, get one on a line that uh, they can't return. He's averaging about 38 yards per punt. Line of scrimmage is the 32-yard line. And that would get it about to the opposite 30-yard line for his average. Coons, left foot into it. It's a wobbler. It's going to take a Dort bounce at the 35-yard line. It's going to roll dead at the 30-yard line. They call them averages for a reason. Right. 38-yard well, punt for, Colton, for Blade Coons. And, and to do that into the wind, not allowing a return, um, you know, in games like this, you know, I always had the attitude and, and is you want to finish every offensive series with a kick, a successful kick, whether that's a successful punt. Um, yeah, what's that mean? No return, flip the field, not allow a block, not allow a score, or you want a score kick. Um, so th this wasn't all bad. You flip the field on Northwestern, who was hoping probably to have a little better, better starting field position. Very similar to the field position they began their scoring drive with. They lead 7-0. Handoff to McQuillan. McQuillan dodges and darts his way forward. Picks up maybe two yards on the play. Italy second down and eight. The thing that I've always said about Connor McQuillan every game that I've watched him play from against the Dort defenders, runs angry. I mean, the knees get up high. He is tough to bring down. And uh, here this afternoon, hasn't broken off the big run, if you will. That's been Jalen Gramstead, but he has gotten two and three yards at a crack, which not a bad thing if you're the Dort defense. No, if you hold them to uh, a two-yard gain on, on first down, I would think defensively, Dort's thinking, hey, we just won that, right? I mean, you're holding them six yards lo less than their average on first down. So uh, that was a win, but now you got a win on second and third down as well. Second down and eight, pass underneath and wide open. Austin Gerard, Gerard first down yardage to the 45-yard line before he is brought down at the 48-yard line. Wiggles out of a tackle by Lucas Huttinga. Never heard a whistle, and they finally call the, they blow the whistle, and uh, Gerard is down near midfield at the 49-yard line. So a first down for Northwestern with 30 seconds remaining here in the first quarter. Now I'm curious. Do they use a timeout or two to preserve the clock and go with the wind, or do they feel comfortable taking their time? It looks like they are comfortable taking their time here. It'll be first down and 10 at the door, 49, with 17 seconds left to play in the first quarter. Yeah, and, and Coach 
Penner actually mentioned that to me during the week is um, Northwestern's very deliberate. They huddle up. They take their time offensively. They want to be in the right situation, make sure everybody understands what's going on. Gramstead takes a shot over the top, overthrows his intended receiver, Austin Gerard. That'll end the first quarter with our score, Northwestern 7 and the Dort Defenders 0. You are listening to Dort Football on KIHK. Let's take a one-minute break. We'll be back with a second quarter of play right after this. Welcome back to Orange City where the Dort defenders are trailing Northwestern 7-0. The Northwestern Red Raiders with football at the 49-yard line of the Dort defenders uh, through one quarter of play. 104 yards of offense for Northwestern, 51 for the defenders. Gramstead inside handoff goes to Meyer. Meyer the ball carrier. Meyer bounces his way forward, bounces off of a tackler to the 41-yard line. It'll be third down. And one, third down and two, actually. They need the 39-yard line for a first down. Looks like four down territory in all likelihood for the Northwestern Red Raiders at the Dort 41-yard line. A reminder that today's pregame and postgame shows brought to you by Wireless World, your local Verizon-authorized retailer with seven locations in Northwest Iowa. Visit them at wirelessworld.com. Third down and two, Northwestern empties the backfield. Jalen Gramstead there by himself. Connor McQuillan lining up in the near side. Also on the near side is Will Bunn. They'll pass it over to McQuillan. Long handoff, if you will, and McQuillan a head full of steam inside the 35-yard line down to the 34 before he is upended by Lucas Huttinga. And it's a run play, but it's not a run play. Yeah, it's getting getting uh, the ball out quickly to, yeah, one of your playmakers out uh, on the perimeter with a couple of receivers out front blocking for him. Uh, they just tried to create space, right? Get get the ball to McQuillan in space, let him do his thing. Yeah, he's a big physical runner that you mentioned earlier, but uh, he also has very good speed and is a good receiver out of the backfield. First down and 10 for Northwestern at the 34-yard line. Gramstead has McQuillan in the backfield with him, fakes the handoff, pitches it out near side to Gerard. Gerard to the 25-yard line, inside the 25, down to the 23. And that is another Northwestern first down, and Northwestern already with a 7-0 lead, threatening to go up a couple of scores here at the 22-yard line of the Dort defenders. Well, what Northwestern's doing really well right now is they're just taking what the Dort defense has given them. Um, short passing game, yeah, they took one shot deep there. Um, with the win, with last the win. play of the play of the quarter. Yeah, but yeah. other than that, they're they're being pretty patient offensively. Pass right side, that's complete over to Schaefer. Schaefer, the ball carry. Schaefer inside the 15, spins away, and he's going to be brought down inside the 15 uh, near the 11-yard line. And if he's at the 11, that's enough for a first down, and it is. As we get the signal for Northwestern first down, and so far Northwestern, it has been a the death by a thousand paper cuts right now. It's nothing big, as you alluded to, and they're very patient and they're they're confident in their offense to take care of the football. Yeah, exactly. Again, just another long handoff, as you mentioned earlier, just getting the ball out quick in the perimeter and let your athletes do their thing. Gramstead. Back to pass. He's going to swing it out near side again to Schaefer. Schaefer this time brought down behind the line of scrimmage. It's going to be a loss on the play. First person there for the defenders was Abe Stace, and it'll be 
Second down now and 11, so a loss of one on the play for Ty Schaefer. So now the chess game begins. Dort makes their adjustments, taking that play away. Now are you going to see something up the field or something more direct in terms of the running game where they try to get something in between the tackles? Right. I, I, I guarantee off of that same play, uh, Northwestern has something that takes a shot downfield. And so you got to be, you still have to be disciplined defensively. You can't trigger too soon. Uh, but when you get that chance, you got to go. Direct snap to uh, McQuillan. McQuillan upended at the 10-yard line, falls forward to the 70-yard line. Sam Andrews is there along with Dan Jungling. Short of the first down, it's going to be third down and six. A third and six, and there again, Northwestern playing those games in the backfield. They jumped into a different formation. Direct snap goes to McQuillan, and McQuillan picks up uh, positive yardage, sets up third down and long for Northwestern. Third down and six. Football is at the eight-yard line. They need the two for a first down. Gramstead has McQuillan in the backfield with him. We haven't heard from Michael Story yet. He's over on the far side, matched up with Chip Casey. Back to pass is Gramstead. Gramstead under pressure. We had a hold there, no call. And the pass underneath to, is uh, complete to Gerard. Jungling makes the tackle. <laughs> well, it... Caleb Weyenberg got tackled on the play. Well, yeah, and it's it's out in space. It's very obvious. I, you, you wonder where people are looking, but, uh, yeah, officials make mistakes too. I guess I guess that's as nice as I can say it there, Mike. I, and and that's, a, that's a step for me as a former coach to be able to say, yeah, sometimes they make mistakes. Um, but they are paid to do their job, so you – you want him to, to catch that when it's obvious. More on that in just a moment. <laughs> Eli, Eli Stater is going to try a field goal from the far hash mark, the right hash mark. It will be a 23-yarder, and we have movement along the line of scrimmage. This is going to make it a five-yard longer. I'm going to say this. There was an area school that was in trouble this past Monday, a junior high school, small school, needed help with junior high volleyball refing. So I raised my hand. I said I would do it. Oh, glutton for punishment. I right. did. I, <laughs> you know, it happens. You flinch, and not saying junior high volleyball is the easiest thing to officiate, but I will say sometimes you see it, and it's like, oh, should have called it, and you don't, and then you just got to move on. So yep. that was a good lesson for me. Snap is down, kick is up into the wind, and Stater plenty of leg on that one, and he makes it a 10-0 score with 9.49 left to play here in the first half. The Northwestern Red Raiders own a 10-0 lead. Dort gets out of the possession. They allow a field goal. It's a two-score ball game right now. Northwestern will be kicking off into the wind when we're back in one minute. This is Dort football on KIHK. Northwestern kicking off. Eli Stater, a high kick into the wind, and it takes a bounce. Preston McCoy has to field it at the 20, and he's going to be down shortly thereafter at about the 21-yard line, and that, uh, that bounce allowed Northwestern a little more coverage time, and they are able to down him very near where he picks it up. And fortunately, hangs on to the football. It's going to be the poorest starting field position for the defenders. It's going to be at their own 20-yard line, first down and 10. Yeah, and when you have a team kicking into the wind, uh, a win that is definitely a factor in the, in the kick game, uh, you, want to, you want to win in those situations, right? You want to start out with extra good uh, starting field position, but uh, now we're starting at our 20. First down and 10 for the defenders. Back to pass is Cruz. Cruz surveying, has time, throws over the top, has Looker. Looker's pass in and out of his hands and incomplete. 
Got into a hand fight with Cody Mosier, the safety, and Looker won the hand fight. And if he makes that catch, it's a big play and a big gain, as it is, in and out of the hands, falls to the turf. Northwestern breathes a sigh of relief. It'll be second down and 10, and Colson Cruz, plenty of time to make that pass. Yeah, great job up front with the protection. Uh, gave Cruz plenty of time to survey the field, uh, allow his receiver to get open. Uh, like you mentioned, a little bit of hand fighting, so he's able to play off of that, had an opportunity to play the ball, uh, just didn't make the catch. Here's Piper. Piper, the ball carrier, and Piper picks up positive yardage, picks up three on the play. It's going to be third down and seven with 9.27 left to play. Here in the first half, the defenders miss it on a couple of opportunities, and by that I mean plays that they could have made, and we talked about the importance of that in these types of games when you have the opportunities because they're so limited. You need to capitalize. Yeah, you do. You need to make those plays. And you see it at every level. You know, you see the New Orleans Saints have a tight end drop a touchdown pass at the end of the game that would have put it into overtime. Um, but, yeah, when you're playing in big games, you got to make those plays. And there we had one. Isaac Looker gets free at the 37-yard line. That's a first down for the defenders. And Looker that time able to find some space in that zone. And uh, found the seam. Cruz delivers the pass on the money. It's first down at the 37-yard line. Yeah, and Dort really needed that. Dort offense really needed to make a play there um, just to get a little bit of confidence, a little bit of swagger back. Um, and now we got a yeah, new set of downs. First down and 10 at their own 38-yard line, actually. Pass over to Harkin. Harkin, the ball carrier. Harkin at the 40, and he's dancing around, and he's going to be brought down. Kyler Fritz on the tackle for Northwestern as Harkin tries to get loose and ended up being a, not a fair fight over there. He had three defenders, one blocker, and they're able to make it work. Yeah, and, and you, you, some people say, well, that looks very similar to what Northwestern was doing earlier. A little bit different. You had a one-on-one -on -one block out front with a safety on a free runner. Um, so you got to get that out quick, give your receiver an opportunity in open field. Second down, handoff to Wellen. Wellen, the ball carrier, and Nick Wellen pulling his way forward close to the first down marker. Looks like he's going to be just shy at the 47-yard line. Needs the 48 for a first down. It'll be third down and one. Third down and one for the defenders at their own 30, uh, pardon me, 47-yard line. Let's see if they go over the heavy package. It looks like they will. Zach Riley is on the on the field, he wears number 47. That's the telltale sign, typically. Two receivers to the near side, Nick Wellen in the backfield, double tight for the defenders. Back to pass is Cruz. Cruz keeps it himself, close to a first down, and where's his forward progress? I'm watching the near side line judge. He did not get it. He's in directly in between the 47 and the 48. He needed the 48 for a first down. It's fourth down and less than a yard. You're trailing 10 to nothing. There's 6.55 left to go in the first half. Decision time for the defenders, and it looks like it'll be the punt team. Yeah, and I know it's real tempting at this point. Yes, it is. Uh, but, yeah, you, you almost – you have Northwestern forced to, to their offense to – Move the ball into the wind. It's a little bit more of a challenge. So hopefully you win some field position here back Northwestern's offense up. Um, but yeah, but on that last play, one of those situations where well, now Dort shifts 
and Northwestern takes timeout. Yeah, you had Nick Wellen come up under center and uh, Blade Coons was behind him. Northwestern calls a timeout, didn't like what they saw. That was a new wrinkle that we have not seen by the defenders on the punt play. So we're going to take a timeout. This timeout brought to you by Casey's Bakery. Find your favorite bakery products, caseysbakery.com. Back with more in a minute. So Dort shifts to the same same formation, and Northwestern doesn't flinch. Everybody doubles down, the defenders. Now they call the timeout. Both teams burning timeouts. Nobody running a play. 6.23 left to go in the first half. Northwestern leading 10 to nothing. Do need to get the mention in. This timeout brought to you by Casey's Bakery. Find your favorite bakery products at caseysbakery.com. An observer will say, Kyle, what are they doing? Well, the first, the first time Dort shifted, when Northwestern took the timeout, Northwestern had their punt return team on the field. Um, if Dort could have shifted and snapped it before the timeout, I think they would have picked up a first down. They would have had, they had better matchups inside, would have been able just to power it in there, get, get the foot or two that they need for a first down. Second time around, uh, Northwestern has their defensive unit on the field, so they match up a little bit better. Um, and now the offense is on the field. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're, we're just saying, forget it. Let's run it. Maybe. Fourth down and less than a yard. Colson Cruz is the quarterback. Nick Wellen is behind him. Two receivers to the far side, two receivers to the near side. Dort needs a foot for a first down, and it's close to a first down for Cruz. And uh, judging by that side judge, uh, I thought maybe he had it. He came back a half a step, back to what was the line of scrimmage, and Dort turns it over on downs at their own 48-yard line, and you're putting the hand, putting it in the hands of your defense to try and keep it within two scores at this point. Right, yeah, and that was a situation where, you know, it's it's really tough when you're in the shotgun, and that's what, yeah. what you always do, so it makes sense to do it in that situation. But, yeah, you have to run three or four yards, just get – to get back to the line of scrimmage, and then you have to get beyond that. Um, and when a defense kind of knows what's coming, um, yeah, it's it's a little bit easier to defend. And by that point, all mayhem has taken place along the line of scrimmage. The Obviously, you've got an opponent trying to close up every seam possible. Northwestern does, forces a turnover on downs. It's first down and 10 for Northwestern. At the 47-yard line, pass complete over the near side. Michael Story, Story to the 40-yard line, and he's going to be brought down there. Short of the first down, picks up maybe six on the play. It's going to be second down and four. I'm beginning to see why Northwestern does so well on first downs in that it's a very – they have playmakers, but it's very conservative, and it's plays they know they can make. Yeah, and they get the ball into their hands, right? Uh, 
whether it's McQuillan outside, McQuillan on the run or throw that particular play, getting it out quick to story. Uh, you get it into your playmakers and you let them do something positive with the ball. Second down and three, so a gain of seven on the play. Gramstead hands it off to Meyer. Meyer, second effort, close to a first down, and he gets it down to the 36-yard line. It'll be first down and 10 for Northwestern at the Dort 36-yard line with 5.22 and counting left to play here in the first half. Northwestern 10, Dort 0. Well, need a turnover. Need to force something here for your, the Dort defense. Northwestern moving the football with, I would say, relative regularity here. Hasn't been the big play, but it has been five and six and 10-yard chunks. Biggest play of the game so far, Gramstead's run for 30-plus on third down and 10. Peyton Carroll in motion, pitch over to McQuillan. McQuillan to the 35, head full of steam, upended there and flipped onto his lid at the 30-yard line, downed at the 29-yard line. Italy second down and six, uh, pardon me, second down and three after the gain of seven. Well, nice crowd on hand for today's contest as we anticipated the northwestern side. A few gaps here and there looking across the way at the Dort side, the black and gold. Doesn't look there, there are many gaps in that. Those stands on the far side. Second down and three at the Dort 29-yard line. Gramstead with McQuillan to his left. Fakes the handoff to McQuillan. Passes to the near side, Gerard. Gerard. Wrestled out of bounds, Grant Hickson on the tackle, and that's a first down for Northwestern, and Northwestern has it at the Dort, 18-yard line with 3.55 left to play here in the first half. Northwestern 10, Dort 0, and you have to begin to factor in and think about the fact that Northwestern will be getting the kickoff to start the second half as well. Yeah, and you have to be conscious defensively. They've been throwing underneath routes. Everything's been quick passing game. Um, a lot of times you kind of get lulled to sleep a little bit with that, so you got to make sure you don't give up the big play as well. Gramstead hands it off to McQuillan. McQuillan finally brought down by Tyler Wearing. Goes short of the first down at the 10-yard line. It's going to set up third down and short with 3.20 left to play in the first half. A fast-moving first half of play. Coming up at halftime, we'll obviously recap the first half of action, but we'll also be our senior spotlight. Uh, this Our football spotlight will be on Abe Stace. A senior from Mountain Lake, Minnesota on the defensive side, the safety. Academic All-American last season. Second down and two on the way. Jalen Gramstead has McQuillan to his left. Turns, hands, gives it to McQuillan. McQuillan upended, but it looks like he has enough for a first down. And it is enough for a first down. It'll be first down and goal to go inside the 10 at the 8. Yeah, and we've uh, we've mentioned a little bit earlier in this drive, but you have to you have to force a field goal attempt, right? Um, try to keep them out of the end zone. Do everything you can to keep them out of the end zone. Uh, keep it a two-score game. That would be huge at this point. That's a tough task against an offense that's uh, this may just powerful. And yep, need maybe need a penalty handoff to Gramstead. That's what uh, that's what really thwarted the last drive for Northwestern. Gramstead keeps it to the five-yard line. It'll be second down and goal to go at the five. Two minutes remaining here in the first half. Dort has not had the ball much with the wind here in the second quarter. Northwestern has controlled the clock 
And they're threatening here. Second down and goal to go at the five. Second down, goal to go at the five. Northwestern huddles up. Gramstead gets the play, and he will have McQuillan in the backfield with him. To the far side, Schaefer and Story. To the near side, you have Gerard. Man in motion is Gerard. Handoff to McQuillan. McQuillan cuts it back into the end zone. Touchdown, Connor McQuillan. McQuillan with a five-yard touchdown run. That is his 13th touchdown of the season. And Connor McQuillan stakes Northwestern to a 16-0 lead with 1.26 left to go in the first half. Northwestern 16, Dort 0. Eli Stater on to attempt the point after try to make it 17-0. And Dort will have 86 seconds left to play in the first half to try and come up with an answer before we get to intermission. So Stater on to attempt the point after try. And Stater's... Kick on the way is up, and that one is through the uprights. And Northwestern with a 17 to nothing lead, 126 left to go in the first half. We'll be back with more from Devoloy Stadium, Corver Field, and Orange City in one minute. This is Dort Football on KIHK. We'll check in with some halftime scores as well, or scores that are ongoing. I am doubtful. 46 minutes into uh, running clock, if you will, if other teams are at halftime yet. High end over end kick taken by McCullough at the 30-yard line. He spins away, and he is brought down at the 33-yard line. It'll be first down and 10 for the defenders at their own 33 with 83 seconds left to go till halftime. And, uh, Kyle, this is... The temptation here is take some shots, get get down the field. You've got to be judicious in terms of trying that, though, because Northwestern's got two timeouts remaining. Yeah, Sometimes you just got to get to halftime. Yeah, and you, you need to develop some rhythm offensively. It's kind of been hit and miss, uh, made some plays, but just not a lot of consistency. So right now, kind of in your two-minute drill, you hope to develop a little consistency, get some things going offensively. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it, it's a tough task, but you don't definitely don't want to give the ball back to Northwestern in good field position at Col this point. Colson Cruz, a four-yard pickup on the play, and I thought he was going to get more. And Kyler Fritz, freshman from Sioux Center, comes up, makes a nice tackle in the open field, gets him around the ankles and drags him down. Second down and six. Colson Cruz complete incomplete intended for Eli Bolden in and out of his hands. Clock stops. Third down and six for the defenders at their own 34 three yard line 
And it'll be uh, clock stops as well on the incomplete pass. Yeah, and you, and uh, that's probably the worst part of it is that the clock stopped, yeah. right? Um, because if, if Dort doesn't pick up the first down here, if the clock's running, Northwestern will use a timeout. They're going to use a timeout. Yep. Yep. Now you're still with the win, so let, let's get this first down. Third yep. down and six. Cruz motions the man out of the backfield, has well and open if he uh, chooses. It passes underneath, and it's complete to Cade Rohr. And Cade Rohr to the 49-yard line. That's the second time today Cade has been punished at the end of a catch. One of them incomplete. This one complete. First down keeps the clock moving. Dort now at the 48-yard line with the win. Maybe you pick up uh, 10, 15 yards. You might be in field goal territory. Back to pass is Cruz. Cruz pass is complete to Bolden. Bolden at the 30 and pushed out of bounds. Escorted there by Clayton Bosma. And the defenders now first down and 10 at the Northwestern 28-yard line. Based on what we saw during warm-ups, I would say we're in Stephen Linen field goal territory. Oh, seven would be great, though, to go into the locker room. Might I'm, I'm always a little greedy. I understand that. Yeah, and and I guarantee that's what Coach Penner's thinking. Uh, but, yeah, you, you've you got some things going. And that that's sails a little bit, and it is nearly picked off. Yeah, and I thought – is that Bolden? Eli Bolden had, had it a, in and out of his hands. Yep. Had a chance there. Tristan Mulder almost makes the interception off the deflection. It's going to be second down and 10. That pass from Cruz just floated a little bit. Now he was trying to thread it in there. It'll be second down and 10 now at the 29-yard line. Second and 10 at the 29. Two receivers right, two receivers left. 30 seconds left to play on the clock. Roar in motion left to right. Back to passes, Cruz. Cruz, pass underneath, Roar. Roar to the 22-yard line. Well, now you're, if nothing else, you are well within field goal range at this point. Yeah, and you still have some, you still have two timeouts, so really you can attack anywhere on the field on this third down play. Uh, give your guys a chance to make a catch and run. Um, so you could even see a, a pass play more in the, in the center middle of the field because um, sometimes defenses tend to defend the sideline as well. Inside handoff, Nick Wellen, and Wellen upended, and he picks up a first down. He got hit. And that'll be a timeout for Dort. Yep, that'll stop the clock. And uh, looks like Joel Penner calls for a timeout. So this timeout is brought to you by Casey's Bakery. Find your favorite bakery products at caseysbakery.com. 20 seconds left to go in the half. Dort calls a timeout. They're at the Northwestern. 18, when we're back in one minute, this is Dort Football on KIHK. Today's broadcast brought to you by Skibout Window and Door. Local window experts, whether building or replacing, they have the products, people, and knowledge to get the job done right. See Skibout and see the difference. German Farmers Mutual, protecting the farm and home since 1891. Northwest Iowa's local insurance partner online at germanfarmers.com. Whether you're looking for repairs, replacement, or maintenance for your air conditioning or heating systems, Huber's Plumbing and Heating and Air Conditioning in Orange City will exceed your expectations. By Emanate True Value of Rock Valley, behind every project is True Value. Start right, start there. And by Prairie Life Chiropractic, combining skill and expertise that spans the entire chiropractic, acupuncture, and physical health spectrum. They want you to move better and live better.
First down and 10 to go for the defenders at the Northwestern 18-yard line. 20 seconds left to go on the clock. Dort has one timeout remaining. They are in field goal range. Nick Wellen lines up behind Colson Cruz. Back to pass is Cruz. Cruz looking left. Has a man open. Pass floats into the end zone. Did he catch it? Cade Rohr, touchdown defenders. The Dort defenders come back, run the two-minute drill, and, oh, they needed that going into the locker room. A pass to the end zone. Cade Rohr catches it with his hands up high, tumbles to the ground, maintains possession of it, and now it's Dort on the board, trailing 17-6. A huge play, Mike. Dort really needed that just for their own, hey, confidence going to the locker room here at halftime, uh, cut into that lead. Hopefully got a little momentum going, but you established some things there offensively as well. Stephen Linen on to attempt the point after try. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick splits the uprights. And for Stephen Linen, he remains perfect this year on point after tries. Now 23 of 23. And the defenders with some signs of life as we head towards halftime, trailing 17 to 7. 14 seconds up to go. Dort kicking off when we're back in one minute. This is Dort Football on KIHK. Today's broadcast also brought to you by American State Bank Sports Complex. They offer walker, jogger memberships, batting cage memberships, skill development camps for all ages, a variety of community leagues, open turf, family fun night, and opportunities for rent. AmericanStateBankSportsComplex.com by Beaver Eye Care, serving Sioux Center and the surrounding communities for over 30 years. Come see Dr. Paul Beaver, Dr. Dan Klausing, or Dr. Reese Beaver for all your comprehensive eye care needs. By Cruz & Cruz, PC, certified public accountants, offices in Sioux Center and Lamar's, helping you attain your financial goals is their commitment. By Sioux Center Health, partnering with Dort University to provide quality care to all athletes. And by Verhoof Automotive in Sioux Center, your local Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Chevrolet, and Buick dealer, Verhoof Automotive, worth the drive from anywhere. Linen kicking off with the wind. He will kick this one through the end zone. It'll be a touchback. Clock never starts. It'll be the 25-yard line as the start point for Northwestern and Dort on the board, 17-7. I was hoping for simply points there, Kyle, and a touchdown, kind of the cherry on the Sunday. Now just get to halftime, make a tackle here. We'll see if Northwestern does anything, but make a tackle here, get to halftime, and see what you can do in the second half. Yeah, I think I think Northwestern will probably be fairly conservative. Now, when you have an offense like theirs, you know, handing it to McQuillan is conservative but still a potent play. Uh, but they're going to go to the victory formation, kneel it down, take it to half. Well, we've gotten to halftime. Northwestern 17, Dort 7. We're at half of this Great Plains Athletic Conference Top 25 battle. Let's take a two-minute break, and we'll be back with a recap of the first half. And we'll also be visiting with Abe Stace, an interview from earlier this week. Right after this two-minute timeout, you're listening to Dort Football on KIHK. Today's broadcast brought to you by Joiner and Zwart Dentistry, providing implants, dentures, and dental care for your whole family in a modern and friendly atmosphere by Ployne Publishing with quality printing from design to delivery. 
by Furniture Mart. Find furniture, mattresses, flooring, paint, and window treatments at your local Furniture Mart, family-owned and located in downtown Sioux Center. By American State Bank, a proud supporter of Defender Athletics, American State Bank, member FDIC. By Northside Body Shop, when you expect the very best in repair of your vehicle, call Northside Body Shop today, serving the Sioux Center area since 1955, 712-722-2313. By Premier Communication, Northwest Iowa's leading Internet provider, and by the Sioux Center Pizza Ranch, cheering on the defenders with buffet carryout and delivery. City of Sioux Center providing excellent quality of life and municipal services through a spirit of progressive cooperation. And by Money Concepts Financial Planning Center and Sioux Center. Using a holistic approach to wealth management refined by years of experience, making them an efficient and productive wealth management company. And by Vision Realty, polished, experienced, and professional, offering ex excellence every step of the way. They're the vision you can trust. We are at halftime. The Northwestern Red Raiders lead Dort 17-7. And for much of the first half, Kyle, all Northwestern. I don't know that you can paint it any other picture. The Dort defense did a nice job of limiting Northwestern, not allowing the big play. But Northwestern pounded away with that uh, very, very simply controlled the ball and the clock, built a 17-0 lead. And a bright spot for the defenders running a hurry up at the end. They're able to work down the field and get a touchdown. Yeah, really needed that late score. Uh, but as you mentioned, you know, one reason why Northwestern's defense is always so good and statistically solid is their offense Thanks, Steven. limits yeah. the amount of time that their defense is on the field. So, yeah, they don't have to make as many stops because their offense is eating up clock and um, controlling the ball. Uh, but, yeah, we talked about it earlier. It's taking advantage of opportunities, right, and making that play when you needed to. Um, and Dort did that at the end of the half to get the score. Uh, cut into the lead, make things a little bit more manageable, and hopefully uh, swung the momentum a little bit. We won't go through all of the numbers, but I'm going to hit a few high points. Both quarterbacks have tried 13 passes. Jalen Gramstead, 12 for 13 passing. Colson Cruz, 7 of 13. Gramstead, 127 yards. Cruz, 102 yards. And then the running game, uh, Northwestern has run for 40 yards. Uh, I beg your pardon. I have, I'm have. i looking at the wrong line. They've got 66 yards. Dort has 42 and 193 total yards for Northwestern and 144 for the defenders. So I, I'm looking at the numbers and – it's just they've been very effective with those passes. Now they have not been the vertical passes all of the time. It doubles as a running game, if you will, but their offense has controlled this game, and Dort's going to have to find a way in the second half to limit the damage that that unit does. Yeah, you see that 12-13 that passing for, for Gramstad, and 
Yeah, not a lot of those balls have traveled even farther than five or six yards downfield. Um, so they're going to take their shots at some point. Um, but you mentioned uh, the, the death by a million cuts or something. That's what they do well. They just kind of chip away. They control the ball. They pick up first downs. And they finish drives with scores. Um, three out of they are three out of four on their possessions in the fourth the end of the half. Right. I mean, that. Yep. They, 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 ha they have executed their game plan exceptionally well through 30 minutes of football. Yeah. If, you know, just think about it. If, if you never punt, if you don't punt for an entire half, yeah. you know, that says something. And right? you don't turn it over. I mean, <laughs> right. I and mean, that that's can be the argument, but they, they've been very effective. Let's see what the second half brings the next 30 minutes. Yeah. And we could say, well, well, Dort hasn't turned it over either. Well, not in terms of fumbles or interceptions, but two series ended by not picking up a first down when you went for it. Um, and the second one really hurt in, inside your own territory that gave Northwestern really good field position uh, where they were able to march down the field and get, get a touchdown, get seven out of it. We are going to take that stuff from the first half we're going to take a short break and then we're going to be back visiting with Abe Stace and then if we have time at the conclusion we'll maybe take a closer look at some of the other numbers but we're at halftime and a reminder that today's pregame and postgame shows are brought to you by Wireless World they're your local Verizon authorized retailer with seven locations in northwest Iowa visit them at wirelessworld.com let's take a two-minute break and when we are back we will Visit with Abe Stace, senior football player from Mountain Lake, Minnesota, right after this two-minute break. As we take a look at our profile for this week of a Dort football player, we are going to go to the defensive side of the football, Abe Stace. As we take a look at our profile for this week of a Dort football player, we are going to go to the defensive side of the football, Abe Stace, and uh, he joins us. And Abe is from Mountain Lake, Minnesota. Do I have that correct? Yep. Where's Mountain Lake? Mountain Lake's in southwest Minnesota, a small town, about 2,000 people, right on Highway 60. How does one get from Mountain Lake to Dort <laughs> University? Uh, what, uh, what was the path here? Uh, kind of a funny story. I didn't even know Dort existed until I was probably a junior in high school. Okay. And then one of my good friends, Regan Severson, he's a year older than me. He came here for engineering. And then he gave my phone number to the football coach because he's a football manager. And that's just kind of how it all started. So Dort found you rather than you finding Dort, more or less. Yep. yep. What that recruiting process look like? Uh, so Brandon McCormick was my main recruiter okay. and I had known him from previous years just cause he was, went to crown with yeah. my sister and they were good friends. Okay. And so he knew my family and he knew that we were, we love football and just good family. So he recruited, recruited me to come here and he was really excited about me coming. He, uh, watched a lot of my film and just reached out to me and I went to a couple of dork camps. So now we can want you. What made you decide to come here? Uh, the main thing for me was I wanted a school with engineering, football, and that honored God, and I found all three of those here, and I prayed about it a lot, and I felt like I was truly led to come here. You are in year four. Has it been a smooth ride through those three and a half years? Uh, what? Uh, 
how how have the three and a half years gone for you? I'd say the three and a half years have gone super well here. Uh, the engineering program is immaculate. I couldn't ask for anything better. And just in terms of honoring God, I think Dort does a great job of that in the football program and in school. And just relationships to people here, you can't have better people. So that's just been awesome. You talk about the engineering program, be your word immaculate. What, wh- why do you feel that way? Uh, I'd say the professors have infield experience. So they know what you're going to see in the field, and they really do care about you as a person. So they want to form great relationships with you. And that's just super helpful in trying to get you to learn what you need to know to get out into the field someday. What What do you want? I mean, engineering is wide open from what I can tell. It can be anything from being a construction manager on site and blueprints, and it can be uh, it can be nuclear physicist. I mean, it, it is the wide open. What do you, What interests you? So I'm a civil engineer emphasis, so that can be anything from groundwork to bridges to anything like that but I'd want to go into probably land development slash site work and then inspection along with that so on the site inspecting it as it's going on seeing how it's going making sure everything's up to spec that's what I enjoy doing you're also a football player we're talking about engineering you're also a football player you are a safety you are more or less I, I think of you as a quarterback on the defensive side of the football is that how you view that position? Absolutely, yeah. There's a lot of – so I go to the passing strength every time, and that's just kind of where more of the guys are at, and it's just nice to be able to communicate with all the guys. And it's just guys to my left and right, they know what they're doing already, but it's just nice to communicate. We can all just talk together make sure we all know what we're doing. And if something if something buddy's confused, we can all talk it out, and it's just we have excellent communication and a lot of experience. Last Saturday against Jamestown, game is still kind of in the balance. Jamestown has a chance. They've got the football back. They're down two possessions. They score. They kick an onside kick. Uh, they recover it. They, they can still win that game. You come up and you make a tackle, and you put your helmet right on the football of the quarterback, and you knock it free. In that moment, are you able to identify, there's the football, I'm going to put my helmet there, or is it just relying on your form and that happens what what happened on that play honestly just my form and I didn't even know the ball was out right away and basically I so he was running out of bounds and I was like we need to keep the clock going so I did mm-hmm. everything could try to keep him in bounds right. and it just happened that my helmet hit his elbow perfectly and the ball came out it just happened it just formed tackle for me I've done it thousands of times but this one just the ball came out what what are you looking at Take me through the the process of okay defense. You get your you get your base play from the sideline of what they want in terms of what you're looking at. The offense comes up to the line of scrimmage. What are you taking in and processing in those ten and fifteen seconds? So it all depends on the team, I would say, and where star players are at or what formation they come out in. It depends on where I get aligned and where my eyes should go to start the play, where they should go right after the snap. Just a lot of things are dependent on how the offense comes out and just what formations and where studs are at, tendencies, just things like that. Watching film will determine where your eyes should go, but not necessarily determining what you'll do, but having just that in the back of your mind that something could happen here that you know of. And once the snap happens, it's read and react. Is that what it is? Mostly, yep. Unless there's some sort of film you saw where you saw a tendency and you're just reacting faster. I suppose you're, you're still reacting, but sometimes you can react faster depending on what you see. Now, if I remember correctly, when you came to Dort, Mountain Lake, you already alluded to the fact, small town. Yep. I'm imagining smaller high school. Yep. 
I'm imagining you didn't leave the field a whole lot. Nope. What, what was the transition to college where you are not on the field all the time and you've got to make a decision probably between offense and defense, and maybe the coaches helped you along the way with that, but what drew you to the defensive side of the football? Honestly, probably right away, it was just playing right away. Okay. Because uh, in high school, I played quarterback and safety. Yeah. And it's adjustment going from being on the field all the time and playing quarterback where, like, all eyes are on you the whole time versus just going to defense where not many people know you unless you make a tackle or you mess up. So it's just been a kind of adjustment in that way. But I love playing defense. It's just some say it's, like, the hardest thing to do is play defense because, the, especially in today's football, it's an offensive league. Defense is The rules are slanted for those offensive guys, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so that just makes it more challenging, and that just makes it more fun. So then we get out there and – it's never easy. It's it's extremely hard to shut guys out. So if you can do that or hold them to low points, it's just it should feel like you're doing your job really well. Lots of experience on that side of the football as well, and it, it's it's changed from when you arrived three and four years ago. Um, because like you said, you had to play right away. You've got to be pretty good as a freshman to come in now and find a way onto this defensive unit. Things have changed. Yeah, absolutely. When I came in, I think there were three other freshmen that started with me, so it was just a whole different program at that point. I'm really proud of where we're at now where guys need to develop first before they can play, and it's just it's, it can be kind of hard in that way where you may have to wait a year or two to play, but I think that's a good place for a program to be at. I always think uh, it, it's a big jump. I mean, physically it's a big jump, and to be ready to go, that's, that's a real challenge. You've got a few weeks left of this season, hopefully a month or two, we, we hope, but we'll see what the next four weeks bring. Then what happens for you? Um, is there any thought towards a ninth semester? Is there, are you going to look for a job? What are you, or grad school? What are you thinking? So because of COVID, I can come back for my ninth semester, and I'm thinking I'll probably do that as of right now, unless something changes, but as of right now, I'll be coming back for my fifth year my ninth semester to play another year of football and you can probably pick up a few more engineering i mean you you can improve yourself academically by going a ninth semester oh, i would imagine yeah. and then what i mean that, that's a little ways away i understand that but what where do you see yourself are you looking minnesota i mean do you want to stay in the midwest are you wide open what are you have you done any internships I, i'm curious what what you're thinking so i've done two internships at beck engineering in orange city and so I grew up on the farm in Minnesota, and so it kind of just determined, or I have to determine where I want to go. My girlfriend's from Michigan, okay. So it kind of just depends on where we decide that we'll end up. And you got a lot of things in play. Yeah. So well, big decisions coming, but well, haven't made any yet. Abe, I have enjoyed watching you play. Um, I, I that that's my seat is I I I just love watching people play and compete and do it with a, a certain joy, and you seem to have that. So I appreciate that, and I'm grateful for it. Love to see you a fifth year. If you don't, I completely get that. There, I, You've got to make those decisions. But thank you for the, the three and a half years you've given us so far and looking forward to the last half of this season. We'll see where it goes from there. Thank you. Thank you for your time. That is Abe Stace, and uh, really, I, I will, I will. This, this is an aside. As much as I love to broadcast games and competitions, um, 
it is it is one of the favorite things that I do, favorite part of the job. What has quickly become another really favorite part of my job and something that uh, I wish I just simply had the time to do more is those one-on-one interviews and sitting down with student-athletes and finding out how they arrived at Dort, how they arrive in northwest Iowa, what what their view on athletics is, and then what, what do they hope to do. These are formative years. I get that, but at the same time, there is a lot of life to be lived once you get done with college, Kyle. Yeah, and uh, well, it just says a lot about the Dort University student-athletes, students at Dort as a whole, but student-athletes uh, that you get an opportunity to talk to. Um, boy, they're quality individuals, and yeah, Abe's, um, they all have their own story, and that's great uh, to give everybody in Defender Nation an opportunity to hear a little bit about their perspectives. I will say this, oftentimes when I get finished visiting with some of these athletes and many of them very high achievers, I think to myself is, I didn't do anything during my college <laughs> career. I mean, they they squeeze everything they can out of those four years. Yeah, I, I, I can say I probably didn't, uh, during my undergrad, probably didn't uh, excel, <laughs> probably didn't apply myself uh real well in the classroom uh definitely didn't do probably as well as i could have should have um but yeah we have we have young people at dort university uh that all of you listening can be very proud of uh they're at dort for all the right reasons um and on top of that they're contributing like abe uh in an athletic program or somewhere else on campus and that's that's pretty cool. I always tell people, I said, you want to feel bad about how you spent your college years? Fill out an academic All-American nomination because it, the paragraph, I'm, I'm limited to characters and all those kind of things and how many I can put together. I remember last year doing Alex Huseman, a football player. Um, he was a pre-med biology major, three-time All-American, and it's like he's He's done more at 22 than I've done at <laughs> 52, and so it's uh, I I really back to what I was originally saying that that has turned into one of the high points, and I'm so grateful. Also, I am rarely turned down. I mean, they they get an email from me. Some of them know me. Some of them don't. They're very willing to come in, sit down for 15 to 30 minutes, and uh, very grateful for their openness and willing to do that as well. Yeah, um, I'll just say a thank you to all of. Uh, the defender student athletes who do respond positive to to you and, and can share some thoughts because yeah it makes all of us listening uh, really appreciate what they're doing and what they've done here at Dort University. Well, Dort will be kicking off. Stephen Linen will kick off into the wind as we start the second half of play and a high end-over-end kick that's going to be caught in the wind and drops at the 20-yard line, return to the 25, bouncing to the outside to the 30, has a wedge, 35-40 into Dort territory and escorted out of bounds at the 40, uh, looks like about the 45-yard line, a good kickoff, a high kickoff, but... D, the coverage team may have overrun the coverage just a shade, and Northwestern able to go to the far side of the field and forced out of bounds at the 42-yard line. Yeah, and both kick teams really had the same philosophy, kicking to the north, into the wind, uh, that high, shorter, quick kick. Um, Dort got very little out of their returns because of the Northwestern coverage team. Uh, flip side, 
Northwestern able to catch it on the run there uh, and end up in positive uh, field position. Northwestern with the football first down and 10 at the 42-yard line. Ball is snapped, uh, fumbled in the backfield, and Gramstead is brought down, scoops it up. Drew Dom is there for the defenders along with Jessup Leakey as things collapse. Gramstead picks it up, struggles forward, loses maybe a yard on the play. It's going to be second down and 11. Well, and that's probably the first negative play for the Northwestern offense. Hopefully that's something that this uh, defender defense can take advantage of. Second down and 11 over in Sioux Center today. Men's soccer on the field. It's one nothing. The defenders leading that one. Defender soccer team getting a win over Jamestown this past Wednesday. They're rapidly reaching the conclusion of their season as well. Gramstead back to pass at the 50, looking, surveying, pass underneath, and brought down immediately. Dan Jungling makes the tackle on the completion to Gerard. Got five yards back, maybe six. It's going to be third down and five. So pickup of six, it's third down and five. Third and five for Northwestern, 37-yard line of the defenders. Eli Stater, this is probably on the outer edges of his kicking range. We will wait and see. He has a kick of over 50 yards this season. Gramstead splits the backfield. This is where Northwestern is shifted at times. Third down and five would be shocked if they did that here. Movement along the line of scrimmage. Gramstad loses the snap, picks it back up, looking pass under the, and it's battered away and taken away by the defenders. An interception for Dan Jungling. There's a flag on the opposite sideline. Be interested to see what that is. Um, it's kind of in that area of defensive holding. Michael Story and Lucas Huttinga over there, and Story's indication is it's going to be a hold. So that wipes a big play off for the defenders, and uh, that's deflating, and now Dort will need to bounce back. That's going to be a 10-yard penalty from the 47. Uh, pardon me, the 37 down to the 27. I was scanning this area looking for a flag, and then you pointed the one out on the far side over at about the 20-yard line. Yeah, and the, the Dort defensive unit, defensive line did jump, but it looked like they got back yeah. before the ball was snapped, and none of the Northwestern offensive linemen reacted uh, to, the, to the defensive linemen being in the neutral zone. So the play was allowed to, to run. Um, yeah, and a big play for Dort taken away. Gramstead swings it out to McQuillan. McQuillan at the 30 to the 25. Hutting is going to ride him down at the 23-yard line. It'll be second down and medium for the Raiders, about second down and five. It has all the finesse of a sledgehammer at times <laughs> where they, they, they just do what they do, and they do it well, and so far there hasn't been the big flash, if you will, but it has been painfully effective. Well, and, and you know they have those capabilities. You've seen McQuillan make big runs uh, in previous years. You know what uh, uh, Michael Story can do from the wide receiver position. Um, but, yeah, they're just being very patient in what they're doing. Second down and five, handoff to Gramstead. Gramstead, the ball carrier, and Gramstead. Inside the 15, down to the 13-yard line, and that's going to be a first down for Northwestern at the Dort 13-yard line, and now is where you got to bow up and force a field goal attempt rather than allowing six or seven. First down and 10, maybe force a turnover. First down and 10 at the Dort 13-yard line. 
Northwestern taking the opening kickoff of the second half, and they're now threatening. Gramstead has McQuillan to his right. Lining up on the near side is Girard. Three receivers to the far side. Three down linemen for the defenders. Swing pass, left side pass is complete, and Huttinga is there for the tackle. That was completed, I believe, to Schaefer. Schaefer on the reception, picks up two, maybe three on the play. It's going to be second down and seven. Yeah, and just a nice open field tackle there by Huttinga. Just uh, good inside-out path to the uh, ball carrier and nice solid tackle. So second down and seven. Football is at the 11. They need the four-yard line for a first down. Hastings leads Mount Marty 28-21. to Here's the shocker of the day so far. Doan leads Midland 7-6 at halftime. I don't get it. Second down and seven. Gramstead back to pass. Gramstead steps up. Pass underneath is complete to the five-yard line. Short of the first down. That's going to set up third down and short. Pass was completed to Peyton Carroll. Yeah, and Northwestern's kind of, when they do drop back, they are living off of those uh, underneath crossing routes, um, getting getting guys the ball uh, with the defensive secondary playing a little bit deeper, so they're throwing the underneath routes. If they're in a true drop back, obviously the other part of their pass game that's been effective is that quick, uh, quick pass to the perimeter. Third down and two, football at the sixth. They need the four for a first down. Leading 17-7 Northwestern, 10.30 left to play in the third period. Gramstead has McQuillan behind him, keeps it himself. McQuillan blocks for him, spins forward, second effort. Did he get it? Going to be close. It looks to me like the far judge says no. It's going to be short by a half a yard. Fourth down and less than a yard to go. Connor McQuillan says I mean, he doesn't want his team to kick a field goal here. He waves it off. Logan Meyer's going to check out of the ball game. Checking in an extra tight end. That's Logan Dykstra. And it's going to be fourth down and less than a yard for Northwestern at the four-yard line. If they get the three, they have a first down. Gramstead has McQuillan behind him. Two receivers, one to the right, one to the left. Double tight end formation for Northwestern. Gramstead hands it off to McQuillan. McQuillan stood up and second effort. He's going to get in. They had him stood up. He bounced back, took a step back, and races to the end zone. And Connor McQuillan gets into the end zone on the four-yard touchdown run. And Northwestern takes a 23-7 lead pending the point after try. Had him stacked up, just couldn't wrap him up. And the offensive lineman able to occupy enough Action up front, and Northwestern now 23-7 with 9.35 left to play in the third period. Yeah, and that's, yeah, here's the reality right there is you just have a running back uh, who just refused to give up on a play. Um, kept his legs going. Uh, when you have an opportunity to make it, make the play there. Um, yeah, we had him in the backfield. He was definitely going to be short of the first down, uh, but then you have to wrap up. And you have to make sure he's on the ground. Stater makes the point after try. Northwestern takes the opening kickoff of the second half. They answer the Dort touchdown to end the first half of play. Northwestern 24, Dort 7, back with more from Devoloy Stadium right after this one-minute timeout.
Today's broadcast is brought to you by Snyder Insurance and Financial Group of Sioux Center offering life, health, Medicare supplements, annuities, and more trusted service and exceptional products with you in mind since 1973. By the Greenhouse located in Hall, bringing you amazing coffee, energy drinks, breakfast, lunch, and much more. They have a big city feel located, uh, located only 10 minutes away from Sioux Center with a second location opening next year in Sanborn. By the Rental. Get ready to power up your projects with equipment rentals from Rental, from heavy-duty machinery to the latest power tools. They've got the gear to make your project a success. Visit them online, rental.com, or call 712-722-3928. That kick goes through the end zone, and the... Northwestern Red Raiders will send the defense onto the field. Dort will set up shop at their own 25-yard line. Reminder that today's pregame and postgame shows brought to you by Wireless World, your local Verizon authorized retailer with seven locations in Northwest Iowa. Visit them at wirelessworld.com. So 24-7 hour score. Dort needs an answer here. Just don't know how many opportunities you'll get with Northwestern with that ball control offense. And when they play with the lead, they uh, playing with house money, if you will. Motion a man out of the backfield. That's Wellen. Here's Cruz. Cruz on the keeper. Pitches it right side over to McCoy. McCoy wrestled out of bounds at the 27-yard line. It'll be second down and give him a gain of three on the play. 28-yard line. It'll be second down and seven. Yeah, and you see that play works so well for Dort against just about everybody else where that ends up being an 8, 9, 12-yard gain. Uh, but because Northwestern runs so well defensively, they get a lot of guys to the ball. Uh, they're able to string that out to only a 3-yard gain. Second down and 7 inside handoff. It goes to Wellen. Wellen low to the ground, close to a first down. It's going to be shy by at least 2 yards, maybe 3. So they give him 4. It's going to be third down and 3. Third down and three yards to go on the carry by Wellen. Rohr will check out of the game. Ethan Snyder comes in as a tight end for the defenders. Third down and three, 8.38 left to play. Third quarter, Northwestern 24, Dort 7. Colson Cruz up to the line of scrimmage. 15 seconds on the play clock. Dort moving right to left into the wind here at Devaloy Stadium, south to north. Cruz. On the carry, and Cruz met short of the first down marker by a couple of yards. Dort's going to have to punt with the wind, and we're going to get Blade Coons on the field. And pardon me, punting into the wind. And Blade Coons will come on to punt, and the Northwestern defense comes off of the field after a three and out. And uh, they feeling pretty confident about themselves thus far. Their offense is... Uh, Four for five in terms of scoring, with the one drive being the last drive of the first half where they didn't score. Now Blade Coons trying to limit the damage here, get the punt off. And the line of scrimmage is the 33. Coons gets it away. This one's a wobbler, takes a bounce, and it'll be down near the 40-yard line. Looks like it'll be at the 42-yard line. Matt Bumgars made contact with it at the 42, and it's going to be first down and 10 for Northwestern. Good field position to start for the Red Raiders. And uh, the challenge, the assignment becoming more challenging for Dort here in the latter stages of the third quarter. 7.28 left to play in the third period. 
Yeah, Northwestern again with good starting field position here in the second half uh, on their second series, really taking advantage of, yeah, how the wind is a factor in the game. Um, you know, you, hope you really f want to force a powerful and efficient offense like this to, to travel a long ways. First down and 10 for Northwestern, handoff to McQuillan. McQuillan dots, uh, darts his way towards the 40 and brought down at the 43-yard line. Ian McDonald on the carry, uh, pardon me, on the tackle. It's going to be a gain of five on the play, second down and five for Northwestern at their own 48-yard line. So second down and five for Northwestern at their own 48. Seven minutes remaining in the third period, Northwestern 24, Dort 7. And Northwestern, very adept right now at taking what the defense is giving them. They've not gone outside of themselves. They've also not have to go off script very much here this afternoon so far. Gramstead fakes the pitch, hands it, uh, pardon me, keeps it himself. And they're going to whistle it dead at the 49-yard line. It's going to be third down and four. Third and four at their own 49. See if the defense can get off of the field here. Yeah, you can kind of see the game plan for Northwestern. They're definitely going to take their time in and out of the huddle. Um, they huddle up every offensive play and make sure everybody's on the same page. Um, but they're going to snap this well under 10 seconds left on the play clock uh, just to burn as much clock and shorten this game as much as possible. Six minutes remaining in the third period. Back to pass is Gramstead. Gramstead pass underneath McQuillan all by himself. That's a missed assignment. McQuillan out of the backfield, and he's into door territory inside the 30, pushed out of bounds at the 27-yard line, and he simply got Dort defense lost lost him when he came out of the backfield. Yeah, and we, we mentioned it earlier. Um, you know, he... He's a very good running back. He carries the ball well. He makes people miss. He's a load to take down. Uh, and you got to know where he's at. And you just add to it with his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, and, and Northwestern took advantage there. Four receivers left. One receiver to the right. Gramstead hit as he throws. Pass is incomplete. Italy second down. Jordan Gall got there along with, I believe that was uh, Drew Dom who got there. So Gall and Dom got there applying some pressure. One of the few times Dort's been able to put pressure on Gramstead here this afternoon. It'll be second down and 10 for Northwestern at the uh, Dort 27-yard line. Yeah, and probably one of the few times that Northwestern was trying to throw the ball a little bit farther downfield. Um, and, yeah, good pressure. Uh, the hit on Gramstead definitely caused the ball to be thrown short. Second down and 10 at the Dort 27-yard line. Gramstead back to pass. Gramstead flushed from the pocket. He's going to scramble, isolated, gets away from Ian McDonald, and he's going to be dragged down this time by Abe Stace. But that's a first down for Nor Dort Northwestern at the Dort 12-yard line. Well, when he gets free, he becomes a cool running back, and he's pretty adept at finding the seam and making you pay Gramstead now. A total of six rushes. That hardly seems right to yeah, me. Yeah, I think they missed his uh, long run. Had to when be he scrambled in yeah, the first he had, half. Yeah, thirty or so in that first half. Right. Yeah, they only have a long of eight on the live stats. So, 
Pitch over to McQuillan. McQuillan, the ball carrier, stiff arm, gets away from Huttinghead, tries to turn the corner, and he's forced out of bounds inside the five-yard line. It will be second down and goal to go, this time from the five. I think beg your pardon, not goal to go. Second down and three at the five. Yeah, the door defense really has to has to cause a negative play here. Um, get Northwestern in the backfield, lost a yard, turnover, got to create something defensively. Second down and three. Gramstead throws oh it wide open. Michael Story uncovered over on the far side, and Story all by himself, and that makes it 30-7. to seven. Yeah, I don't know if, if uh, somebody got just caught in the huddle and didn't see Story split out, uh, but he was totally uncovered. Yeah, just snapped the ball and, yeah, playing in the backyard. Just don't have to worry about a defender being in the way. You just throw it out there, and Northwestern catch it. gets a little – it's an easy, ca- easy score on the play. Northwestern 30, Dort 7, four minutes left to play in the third period. Northwestern showing that they're going to go for two here. Right side, pass over the middle is complete, and that's a two-point conversion for Northwestern. And the Northwestern Red Raiders take a 32-7 lead with four minutes remaining here in the third period. You're listening to Dort Football on KIHK. Let's take a one-minute break, and we'll be back with a kickoff right after this. Today's broadcast brought to you by New Tech. At New Tech, they don't just sell equipment. They deliver reliability, performance, and innovation. Team of experts there to guide you every step of the way, ensuring you find the perfect equipment for your needs. By Volink Enterprises Incorporated, building homes for families and businesses in Northwest Iowa since 1962, working together to bring your vision into reality. Volink Enterprises Incorporated. By Napa Auto Parts in Sioux Center, your source for quality automotive parts for your car or truck. Let them use their knowledge to help you find the right vehicle, battery, brakes, filters, headlights, wipers, and other parts needed to get the job done. Napa Auto Parts in Sioux Center and by 712 Realty, a team of realtors in Northwest Iowa with the drive care and results you need to buy or sell your home. Visit them online, 712realty.com, leading you home. And by the Van Engelenhoven Agency your trusted independent insurance agency in Northwest Iowa. Kickoff is through the end zone by Stater and the defenders. Thomas McCullough lets it go through the end zone. It'll be first down and 10 for the defenders at their own 25-yard line. And that has been the rule of the game so far. Not great starting position for the defenders on offense and trailing now 32-7. to Looking to get something going here with four minutes left to play in the third period. Connor Cruz, uh, Car- Colson Cruz, that is. Stack the eye behind him in the pistol. He's going to roll right. Pass is picked off and taken away by Kyler Fritz. Fritz with the interception, and Fritz on the interception at the 25-yard, uh, returns it to the 25-yard line, and Northwestern will take over first down and 10 at the Dort 25. And the Dort defense, safe. Going to feel like they've been on the field a long time already because they have. Right now, the time of possession, it appears, 26 for Northwestern, 12 for Dort. 
That disparity becoming pretty heavy on the shoulders of the Dort defense and Northwestern. We'll take over first down and 10 at the 25-yard line after the interception. First turnover by either team this afternoon, except for the two on downs by Dort earlier. So first down and 10 for Northwestern at the 25. Gramstead rolls right, stops, plants, throws, passes, tipped and incomplete. Very nearly picked off by Chip Casey. Brings up second down and 10 for Northwestern at the 25-yard line. Yeah, and Casey does a good job of not uh, biting on the play action, kind of some of the underneath um, movement stays over the top. Uh, played Had a play on the ball. Um, yeah, an opportunity probably for an interception, but uh, at least he knocked it away and forced a second and 10. Second down and 10 yards to go at the 25-yard line. Gramstead is going to roll right. Gramstead on the run. Pass is incomplete, intended for Austin Girard. That's going to bring up third down and 10, and you see Northwestern playing here with a little bit more loose on offense here, trying a few different things. It's going to be third down and 10 now at the Dort 25-yard line, leading 32-7 with 3.43 left to play in the third period. So third down and 10. Gramstead has McQuillan to his left. Two receivers set to the right. Story and Schaefer there. Story in the slot. He's going to motion out of the slot to the near side of the field. Gramstead under pressure, and he's going to be sacked. Cooper Hidalgo on the sack. It's going to be a loss of nine on the play. Jordan Gall also there for the defenders. That'll set up fourth down and 19, and we'll likely see a long field goal try here by Eli Stater with the win. Yeah, good job of getting some pressure and and, and not giving that run lane that uh, Graham said has done a good job of squeezing through and, and getting positive yards with his legs. Just a nice job of collapsing the pocket uh, and getting that sack, forcing a long field goal. Fourth down and 19, Stater to try a 51-yard field goal. Stater has a couple of over 50 so far this season. His kick has plenty of lag. It's up and through. And the Northwestern Red Raiders lead now 35-7 on the 51-yard field goal by Stater. 35-7, 2.51 left to play in the third period. Back with more from Orange City in one minute. Today's broadcast brought to you by Vision Realty, polished, experienced, and professional, offering excellence every step of the way, the vision you can trust, by Money Concepts, using a holistic approach to wealth management, refined by years of experience, making them an efficient and productive wealth management company, by City of Sioux Center, providing excellent quality of life and municipal services through a spirit of progressive cooperation, the Sioux Center Pizza Ranch, Cheering on the defenders with buffet carryout and delivery by Premier Communication, Northwest Iowa's leading internet provider, and by Northside Body Shop. When you expect the very best in repair of your vehicle, call Northside Body Shop, serving the Sioux Center area since 1955, 712-722-2313, and American State Bank, proud supporter of Defender Athletics, American State Bank, member FDIC. 
kicking off will be Stater as we get into this offensive possession for Dort over the head of Thomas McCullough through the end zone. And with 2.51 left to play in the third quarter, Northwestern leading 35-7. And the defender offense, it's been a challenge to get anything going with regularity so far today. Taking a look at the numbers, the defenders... 152 yards of total offense for Northwestern, 254. Dort has had one turnover on an interception. And we've got a new quarterback in for the defenders. This is Cade McDaniel. McDaniel at the 31 yard, hands it off. Gain of six on the play. It's going to be second down and four. Second down and four, Brendan Piper, the running back. Dort trailing 35-7. to seven. Cade McDaniel in the pistol. Has Piper behind him. Sends a man in motion. This is Harkin. Hands it off. No, keeps it himself. Does McDaniel. McDaniel spun down at the 35-yard line, and that's a first down for the defenders. So the defenders going with a backup quarterback, Cade McDaniel. Cade has started the year injured. He's worked his way back. He's a junior from Gill, Colorado. Started much of the year last year when he was healthy. Also dealt with some injury in the middle of the season last year. Rolling right as McDaniel. McDaniel throws down the field. Pass is incomplete on the coverage is Gavin Lorenzen. It'll be second down and 10. Clock stops on the incomplete pass with 150 remaining in the third period. Looking at Northwestern's lines so far, Gramstead 173 yards passing, Cruz 102 yards passing for the <laughs> defenders. Back to pass is McDaniel. McDaniel steps up in the pocket, throws over the middle, and the pass intended for Looker is incomplete. Isaac Looker in and out of the hands as he falls to the ground. Kyler Fritz on the coverage. It'll be second down and 10. Pardon yeah. me, third down and ten. Yeah, and Fritz had a, had probably an opportunity uh, for his second interception there, um, but it went through his hands and then, uh, yeah, had an opportunity to make the catch, but it falls incomplete. Third down and ten. Football at the 35-yard line. Clock stops on the incomplete pass. McDaniel back to pass. McDaniel. Stands in the pocket, throws over the middle, pass is complete, and that's a Dort first down into Northwestern Territory. Pass was complete to Harkin at the 48-yard line. First down and 10 for Dort at the 48-yard line of Northwestern. So Dort going hurry up here. McDaniel has Nick Wellen behind him. Three down linemen for Northwestern up front. Cade McDaniel fakes the handoff, passes over to Harkin. Harkin gets the sideline, and he's forced out of bounds at the 40-yard line. Clock continues to run. Under a minute to go here in the third period. Dort trailing 35-7. Caden Harkin on the receiving end of that, an eight-yard gain on the play down to the Northwestern 40-yard line. Yeah, and a good job by Rohr out front, uh, blocking on the play. Sprung uh, Harkin. Harkin for a little bit more. Uh, yardage on the play, uh, putting yourself really in a nice positive second and short. 
Second down and two for the defenders. Wellen is behind McDaniel. Man in motion is Looker right to left. Back to pass is McDaniel. McDaniel slings it over the middle. Pass is incomplete. Nearest man there was Caden Harkin. Falls to the ground. It'll be third down and two. Third down and two for the defenders at the 40-yard line. Clock stops. 29 seconds left to go in the quarter. Well, Northwestern with uh, in control here. Let's see if Dort can trim the lead, put a little pressure on. Stranger things have happened, but you got to take advantage of every opportunity from here on out. The clock working against you. Bolden in motion right to left. Handed off and up the middle. That's Piper, and Piper has stopped for no gain on the play. It's going to bring up fourth down, and the defenders likely will take the quarter to a quarter break to think about it. With 10 seconds remaining, Piper running in, McCoy out. So that was actually a handoff to McCoy, and that's going to bring the third quarter to an end. Northwestern 35, Dort 7. We head to the fourth quarter of play. You're listening to Dort Football on KIHK. Back with more in one minute. Today's broadcast brought to you by Joiner and Zwart Dentistry, providing implants, dentures, and dental care for your whole family in a modern and friendly atmosphere. By Sioux Center Health, partnering with Dort University to provide quality care to all athletes. By Cruz and Cruz, PC certified public accountants offices in Sioux Center and Lamar's helping you attain your financial goals is their commitment. By American State Bank Sports Complex, popular renting opportunities are practices, games, and tournaments. Church events, birthday parties, corporate business gatherings, and family fun. To view their offerings, rental price, and learn more about the facility, visit AmericanStateBankSportsComplex.com. By Sioux Concrete Construction, Rob Sue and owner, excelling in flat work, poured walls, and decorative concrete project dedicated to providing customers with a good experience and quality workmanship, SueConcrete.com. Also by Snyder Insurance and Financial Group of Sioux Center offering life, health, Medicare supplements, annuities, and more. Trusted service and exceptional products with you in mind since 1973. So fourth down and three as we resume play. Fourth and three for the defenders at the Northwestern 41-yard line. The Northwestern defense trying to get off of the field. McDaniel rolling right, rolling right, trying to get there with his legs, and it'll depend on the spot of the football. I think he's going to get it. Line judge is going to give it to him, as they say the ball was at the Northwestern 37-yard line when he was brought down. So first down for the defenders at the Northwestern 37. Yeah, and a good job, McDaniel, just uh, making a play with his legs there. Knew what he needed to pick up the first down. Was able to get there. Uh, just a nice uh, last-ditch effort there to, to dive for the first down. First down and 10 for the defenders at the 37-yard line. Fake the inside handoff. McDaniel, check down, gets it left side over to Piper. Piper, room to work, and Brendan Piper is brought down at the 25-yard line, and that's another Dort first down. Well, a little taste of their own medicine there for the defenders, but a little different in that. McDaniel looking down the field, going through his progression. 
And then you've got Piper as the release valve, uh, the relief valve, I should say, over on the far side, and he gets out there uncovered. Yeah, good job of, yeah, just that McDaniel looking down the field for an open receiver causes the defensive secondary to, to react to that. Uh, they kind of forget about a back out of the backfield, so a good positive gain. McDaniel is going to run option, pitches it. Near side, McCoy. McCoy submarined at the 25-yard line. That play gets stretched out, didn't have the numbers, and uh, really didn't matter who was going to get that ball. Uh, Northwestern had it defensed well. Yeah, they, they want you going um, laterally, uh, going east and west, because yeah, when you have a defensive secondary that's athletic and can run well, uh, they're going to react to the play. And even if you get it out to the pitch, um, yeah, there's just nowhere to run. Second down and nine. Back to pass is McDaniel. McDaniel pass over the middle is complete near the 11-yard line. That'll be a first down. They mark him at the 12. Pass completed to Cade Rohr. And a first down for the defenders at the 12-yard line. So first down and 10 to go from the 12. 12.45 left to play in the game. Northwestern 35, Dort 7. Coming up in Sioux Center, volleyball action. That'll be on the Dort Media Network. Jamestown versus Dort. Soccer, they began play at 2 o'clock today. Dort versus Doan. Pass over to Harkin. Harkin has it inside the 10 down to about the 70-yard line before he's brought down to pick up a 5 on the play. It's going to be second down. Yeah, what they're going to talk to Harkin about is just be a little bit more patient. Let those two guys out in front of you block. Uh, keep that ball on the outside. Once he turned it inside, there's just too much pursuit from the Red Raider secondary. Wellen on the far side, and Wellen picks up two yards on the play. Two to the five, and it'll be third down and three. Third and three, Dort needs the two for a first down. 11.45 left to play in the contest. Cade McDaniel. Has Wellen behind him, motions Wellen out of the backfield, empties it, looking right, pass into the end zone, and in and out of the hands of Cade Rohr, Clayton Bosma on the coverage, and the ball pass falls incomplete. It'll be fourth down. So fourth and three for the defenders at the five. They're going to go for it here. All indications are that they'll go for it here. That one a chance for Cade Rohr to make the play, but Bosma able to break it up. Yeah, really uh, well-thrown football by McDaniel, just giving, giving Rohr an opportunity to make a play in the end zone. Uh, just didn't come up with the ball. Fourth down and three. Fake the inside handoff, rolling, and the pass is complete. Touchdown defenders, Cade Rohr on the misdirection, all by himself at the goal line. And Caden McDaniel able to help engineer a scoring drive for the defenders, making it 35-13 with 11.25 left to play in the fourth quarter. And the point after try on the way for the defenders and Stephen Linen. Yeah, well-designed play, good call by Coach Penner, getting some um, backfield action, uh, pulling the Red Raider defense one direction, got a roll wide open for the easy touchdown catch. Point after try on the way for Linen. Snap is down. Kick is up, and the kick is good. And the defenders back to within three scores. 35-14, 11-25 left to play in the contest. Back with more. 
from DeValoyce Stadium, Corverfield in Orange City, right after this one-minute timeout. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Rental. Get ready to power up your projects with equipment rentals from Rental, from heavy-duty machinery to the latest power tools. They've got the gear to make your projects a success. Visit them online, rental.com, or call 712-722-3928. By the Van England Hovet Agency, your trusted independent insurance agency in Northwest Iowa. Contact the Van England Hovet Agency of Sioux Center with the Van England Hovet Agency Sioux Center advisors, Mark Holsoff or Lisa Dykstra. And by Premier Communications, Northwest Iowa's leading internet provider. Stephen Linen on the kick, and he kicks it into the end zone. Northwestern anticipating an onside attempt, and they had the hands team. They had one single return man back at about the goal line, and the defenders kick it into the end zone. It'll be a touchback, first and 10 for Northwestern at their own 25-yard line. Yeah, it's almost impossible to do, Mike, but you'd love to be able to call an audible with your kicker right there and have him not kick it into the end zone. When the hands team is out there, you know those guys aren't used to blocking for a kick return. Um, so, yeah, force the deep guy to actually field it in play and try to carry it upfield. Um, but we have the touchback, and Northwestern starting on their own 25. Jalen Gramstead and Connor McQuillan is the running back. They hand it off to McQuillan. McQuillan low to the ground, picks up five yards on the play. I would be shocked if we saw anything other than a pretty steady diet of Connor McQuillan with 11-14 left to go in the game. Yeah, and they're they're going to be very deliberate here. They're going to take their time in and out of the huddle, uh, burn a lot of clock, try to uh, keep the Dort offense off the field. Hey, the main thing that has to happen here is Dort, the Dort defense has to force, force a punt uh, or get a turnover. Second down and five, football at the 30-yard line. Sam Andrews lining up, defensive tackle along with Jessup Leakey. Man in motion is Peyton Carroll, left to right. Gramstead, the quarterback, Gramstead. Fakes the pitch, keeps it himself. He's going to be stopped short of the first down. It's going to set up third down and two. Around the conference, Dakota Wesleyan leads Briarcliff 10-7. Morningside leads Jamestown midway through the third quarter, 23-15. Midland leads Doan 13-0. That's now in the, uh, pardon me, 13-10, and that's in the fourth quarter. And a wild one. Hastings leads Mount Marty 35-27 midway through the third quarter of that contest. Third down and two for Northwestern. Defenders trying to get off of the field. Gramstead, the quarterback, has McQuillan behind him. Meyer lining up at the power back. They keeping it himself as Gramstead, and I think he's going to be stopped short of the first down. Gramstead stacked up at the 27-yard line, and we will see Eli Stater on to punt for the first time this afternoon. Dort will get the football back with 9.44 left to play here in the fourth quarter. Well, you're trying to give yourself a chance, and fourth down and a long, relatively long. Fourth and four for Northwestern at their own 32. They'll be kicking into the wind here. Thomas McCullough back to return. McCullough sh shielding his eyes from the sun. 
And State, or the line of scrimmage is the 32. This one's up into the wind, and it'll take a Northwestern bounce inside the 50. On the Dort half of the field now, rolls dead at the 34-yard line. It'll be first and 10 for Northwestern at their own 34-yard line. Checking soccer, men's soccer in Sioux Center. Dort and Doan still tied 1-1. Doan getting the equalizer in the 29th minute. Dort got the first goal of the game. Looked like a fast break goal inside the first minute scoring. So Cade McDaniel on the field for the defenders. Lining up in the slot is Looker to the near side. Harkin over wide right. And keeping it is McDaniel. McDaniel to the 40 and to the 42-yard line. And he is forced down after a 9-yard pickup. They'll give him a 10-yard gain on the play. And it'll be a first down for the defenders at their own 45-yard line. 8.44 left to play fourth quarter. Yeah, good quick decision there to, to tuck the ball and get positive yards, get this drive going, get a little bit of momentum again. First down and 10 for the defenders. Fake the handoff. Throw it out wide left, and it's complete to Connor Kanoff. Kanoff makes his first catch of the game. He picks up five yards on the play. It's going to be second down and five for Kanoff. He comes in averaging about eight yards per catch. First time we've called his name today. First time I think Dort's targeted him today. Second down and five. Football at midfield. And McDaniels tries to go back to Kanoff. Kanoff at the first down marker off of his shoulder pad and out of bounds. It'll be second down and, pardon me, third down and five now for the defenders. Third down and five, football at midfield. Brendan Piper trots onto the field. He'll join Nick Wellen there. 8.07 left to play, ball game. Clock stops on the incomplete pass. So third down and five. Cade McDaniel surveys. He's got two to the right, one to the left. Fakes the handoff, spins. Rolling right, looking downfield. Pass is tipped into the air, and the defenders come down with it. Harkin and Cade Rohr, and uh, they were fighting each other for it. Fortunately, co-possession, and it's both <laughs> Dort players with it. Yeah, um, fortunate there. Uh, tend up with the ball, kind of threw it into coverage. Ball gets tipped, uh, but the right guys came down with the ball there and uh, kept this drive going. First down and 10 at the 37-yard line for the defenders. They're at the Northwestern 37. Seven and a half left to go in the game. Back to pass is McDaniel. Cade looks, throws, gets it over to Looker. Looker ducks out of bounds and picks up nearly 10 on the play, depending on the spot of the football. Looks like he has it. a first down. Took a while for them to get the uh, get the surveying stick out to see if he actually got it or not. First down and 10 at the 27-yard line now. Preston McCoy onto the field for Dort. Trailing 35-14, 6.55 left to play in the game. Dort trying to rally. Trailed at one point, 35-7. Handoff, Piper. Piper stood up at the 25-yard line, picks up two on the play. Everything that Dort has gotten today on the ground has been, has been earned. The defenders so far today, 66 yards of offense on the ground, 161 passing. Leading ground gainer is Brendan Piper. They've got him for five carries for 26 yards now and along of 13. Second down and eight. 
McDaniel pitches it left side over to Wellen. Wellen up the numbers, and Wellen is wrestled down at the 20-yard line. That tackle made by Ben Eagley. It'll be third down and three at the Raider 20-yard line. Dort going with their hurry-up offense. Six minutes remaining in regulation. Cade McDaniel in the pistol. Third down and three. Fakes the handoff. Back to pass. Throws over the middle. Pass is in and out of the hands of Isaac Looker. And a few too many of those today where Dort receivers have chances at it. And uh, far too many of them have fallen to the ground. Incomplete. That's going to bring up fourth down and three. Yeah, you know, when you're playing against a good defense, they're going to contest those shots. Even even though um, passes there probably should have been caught, you know you're going to get hit. Yep. So um, you got to really give that extra effort to secure the ball, uh, make sure that uh, you look it all the way in, um, and be strong, you know, use your strong hands to, to secure the catch. But, yeah, now we're in a fourth and three fourth, situation, yep. and um, – yeah, it'd be nice to be able to pick this up. Last time we had a fourth down, we made a play down at the at the goal line. So uh, see if Dort can make another one here. This timeout is brought to you by Casey's Bakery. Find your favorite bakery products at caseysbakery.com. Great Plains Athletic Conference football standings heading into play today. At Morningside and Northwestern atop the heat, both at 6-0. and Dort was 5-1, and Dakota Wesley and 4-2 and in league play. Then you had Midland and Concordia 4-3 and each. Uh, pardon me, three and four each. Briarcliff and Jamestown, two and four. Hastings and Mount Marty, two and five. Doan, oh and six. And the way things are shaking out right now, Dakota Wesleyan, that's the uh, team that Dort concludes the season with way at the end of the year. They're in a battle right now with Briarcliff, 17 to 14. Briarcliff, the team that Dort will be playing next week as part of Defender Days. That'll be a one o'clock kickoff in Sioux Center. So, uh, those are two teams that the defenders have yet to see this year matching up today, and I believe that one is in Sioux City. Fourth down and three for the defenders. Cade McDaniel barking signals. Cade back to pass. Cade has time, throws, has a man open, incomplete, intended for Looker. Looker goes airborne for it, and he is knocked down as he goes to make the catch. Pass play broken up by... Cole Telford, Telford, a junior from Rock Rapids. He comes off holding that right arm limply at his side, but he did what he needed to to break up the pass play for Looker, and the drive ends for the defenders at the 20-yard line. Yeah, just an another one of those plays where, yeah, your receiver has their hands on the ball uh, with an opportunity to make the catch, but you know it's going to be contested because you're playing against a good football team with a good secondary. Um, again, just got to look it all the way in. Back to pass is Gramstead, and Gramstead is complete over to Schaefer. Ty Schaefer to the 23-yard line. Gramstead isn't bad for a defensive back at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, they, they found a diamond there. Um, and, yeah, he just makes plays. And, uh, yeah, we've mentioned it all day. The ability to, to throw the ball really well and efficiently, once you have a couple incomplete passes, is it. Um, 
But, yeah, he's such a good athlete because he can make plays with his feet as well. Second down and seven on the way after that short gain. 5.05 left to play in the game. Motions a man out of the backfield. Swings it out now to McQuillan. McQuillan to the 20. Back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be about it. I say that he's a, not a bad quarterback for a defensive back. Tongue-in-cheek. Obviously, he had Tyson Coyman, Tyson Coyman in front of him when he was a freshman, and it was a matter of, okay, do you want to play or do you want to be third string at quarterback as a freshman? Basically said he wanted to play, which I don't blame him. But then the next year started as second stringer and uh, eventually worked his way into the uh, starter's role, and uh, the rest is history. Yeah, and once he once he established himself there, yeah, you can obviously see how he's playing today and coming off a national championship as the starting quarterback – you know, he's 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 going to maintain that position. Third down and six passes complete to McQuillan, and McQuillan wrapped up by Dan Jungling, but not before he picks up a first down down to the 33-yard line. McQuillan has been very productive today. He has caught seven passes for over 70 yards. He has run for another. They've got him for 40. I'm not sure that's completely accurate. First down and 10 for Northwestern at the 34-yard line. Gramstead, 177 yards passing. I think the other thing we're seeing is those yards aren't real big simply because they've had relatively short fields to work with today. And by relatively, I mean in that 40 and 50 and 60-yard range and not 80 and 90 yards. Yeah, they they took advantage of really good field position on the, in, in the third quarter. You know, um, Dort cuts into the lead right before half. Things are looking really good for the defenders. Uh, and then, then you have Northwestern with, yeah, sh relatively short field position to start the entire third quarter. Um, because they had the wind at their back, they took advantage of it, put up a lot of scores. Uh, yeah, when you wait till what nine ten left in the in the game before you punt the ball for the first time, um, that's going to say a lot about yeah your ball control, being efficient, being being opportunistic. Um, and taking advantage of situations. They also, well, we'll talk, I'll comment on just a moment, Jalen Gramstead in the pistol again, hands it off to Meyer this time. Meyer falls forward, picks up two on the play. It's going to be third down and four. Um, Northwestern, there haven't been a lot of possessions in this ballgame. I mean, it has been you, – you – They've taken care of the football. They've limited your opportunities on offense, and their defense has been pretty stout, and there just haven't been that many offensive opportunities in terms of possessions today. Right, yeah, and, and even talking to Coach Penner throughout the earlier this week, um, that's kind of been the mode of operations for this Northwestern team. They know that they're really good defensively, but they're even better defensively when they're Offense is staying on the field and, and possessing the ball and not turning it over, uh, not giving up opportunities, um, you know, shorten the game. Yeah, when your defense is out there and when they're out there and they're fresh, uh, they can do a lot of things. And, and so that's just kind of been their game plan throughout the year, and they're just sticking with it today. We have a timeout on the field. Dort calls the timeout. Third down and three for Northwestern. This timeout was brought to you by Casey's Bakery. Find your favorite bakery products at caseysbakery.com. Well, Northwestern, they had this game this week. Next week, they go, well, they're hosting Morningside. So okay. they've got the they got the big ones at home this year. And... Uh, 
the way it's looking, that'll be a matchup of undefeated teams by the time they get there. Looking for that score right now. Whoa. Hmm. 23-22. Maybe I spoke too fast. Gramstead on the scramble. He's going to get a first down and then some. He's at the 50-yard line and knocked down at the 50, and he put himself in a precarious position there, and he is knocked down by Dortz Cooper Hidalgo, and he is shaken up on the play. And this is something you and I talked about this week. As good as Gramstad is, and he runs a lot, you do get into positions where you are putting yourself at risk. Yeah, and he he just uh, he planted – like he may have even left the air he did um yeah and then you have that pursuit and when you have somebody like cooper uh running full speed he's he can do some damage and well, i think the ball came out i think northwestern ended up with the ball but uh he took a shot there so northwestern's gonna have to have another quarterback in the game for at least one play the um you hope for his sake it is simply wind knocked out of you because it was a high-speed collision. I did not see any leading with the helmet or anything like that. Granted, it takes place across the field, but time will tell, obviously. He's being attended to, and uh, you, you have been there as a coach. Yeah. You, things can turn really, really quickly. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's such an impact player, and even on that play, Picks up a first down, has a lot of positive yards, making a play happen because that's what he does. But he did put himself at risk, and hopefully, yeah, he's up walking off the field. Hopefully nothing serious. Um, he'll be able to bounce back here quickly. Yeah, and we probably won't see him today, and I know that's, you know, this that's not the priority right now for Coach McCarty. We want to ensure that um, Gramstad is, is healthy and good to go f for next week. Football at the 49-yard line, first down and 10 for Northwestern at the 49. Now there's a conversation happening on the sideline and with one of the assistant coaches and a head coach. It's going to be first down and 10, and Northwestern's going to call a timeout. They need to talk some things over the way it appears. Personnel changes, and I'm not sure how much they have played without Jalen at quarterback this year. Well, I think that's part of it, right? You just want to make sure your your next guy up is prepared. Uh, they probably have a couple guys that uh, are kind of in that two spot. It looks like uh, Josh. It's Vasilovic. number 10. Yeah, and that's who we had talked about that we thought. He's listed on the two deep as well. You know, I got to the point where I was throwing stuff away, Kyle. Um, yeah, it's Josh Basilovic. 6'4", 206-pounder from Omaha, Nebraska. This time out, by the way, brought to you by Casey's Bakery. Find your favorite bakery products at caseysbakery.com. So we will get uh, – he'll see – he's not attempted to pass this year. We did note that he had a tackle, so I don't know if it happened on a fumble or something like that, and uh, he ended up having to make a tackle, or it's one of those flukes where the wrong number 10 gets entered in. Trust me, I know that that can happen. Yeah, when t when teams have big rosters like this, I'm sure there's a defensive yeah. number 10 also. There is. So, yeah, those kind of things happen. But uh, I, I have a feeling that his job right now is going to be to turn and hand the ball to number three. Um, well, and now – now, we, we don't have him in the game. Yeah, we have this number, is number 88. 89, right? 
Logan Dykstra. If it's 89, it's Logan Dykstra. Now we've got a flag on the play. And I'm guessing Northwestern, if they could, they'd just say, you know what, good enough, let's go home. Can't do it, though. you got to go the final 231. I am, I'm still trying to figure out this Morningside-Jamestown game. 23-22. No, I, I, Jamestown was – they weren't hey. bad last week. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was it was a battle, and for a period of time in the second half at home, it looked like they might give Dort everything they wanted, and then Dort took control. That game being played at Morningside, though. And yeah, that's that's a surprise. Go figure that one out. If, if, if you think, well, it's in Jamestown, maybe – yeah, who knows what. But, um, yeah, and, hey, let, let's – even a team as well-coached as Morningside – might have some players thinking a week yeah. ahead. Yeah, um, we, we talked about that this week. McQuillan, the ball carrier, and uh, we do have Logan Dykstra. He is in at quarterback, wearing number 89. And if you had that on your bingo card, you can cross it off. Quarterback wearing 89 today. Is it 89 or 88? 89. We have another timeout. This timeout brought to you by Casey's Bakery. Find your favorite bakery products at caseysbakery.com. Tell you what, Nathan, let's take a one-minute break, and we'll be back with more from Orange City in one minute. Second down and 13, and Connor McQuillan on the carry. A short gain on the play, and Dort's going to call another timeout, preserving the clock with 2.17 left to play in regulation. Northwestern 35, Dort 14. And obviously, if you're Northwestern, I, I said it half-jokingly, you'd like to say, hey, let's uh, let's call it good. And Dort, they're trying to get the football back, trying to bring it back to a little more respectable difference. Right now it stands 35-14. to 14. Uh, You've got... Yeah, you're running out of timeouts and all that kind of stuff. So you're you're gonna right. run out of time if you can handle onside kicks. And there's so many things that have to happen. But you keep playing to the end. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and you're building, right? I mean, you're you're trying to get some confidence back. You're trying to make some things happen. Um, yeah, make this a little bit of, of a closer game. Um, but yeah, I mean, this it's still a game of football. Uh, you got Gramsad on the sideline being attended to. I think he's going to be all right. They're they're just kind of evaluating him, but I, I got a feeling he's done for the day. And Northwestern is just trying to use as much clock as possible when their offense is on the field, and and their defense for for the most part has been pretty stingy. So um, I don't think they're going to have a problem punting the ball away here if they need to. Third down and 14, back to pass is Dykstra. Dykstra dumps it off underneath, and that's going to be short of a first down. That was Austin Gerard on the reception down to the Dort 43-yard line, and Northwestern facing fourth down and two, under two minutes to go. They can wait till about one and a half to play before they snap this one away. They might just simply go for it here and try to yeah. finish it out, hand it off to Connor McQuillan and see if uh, – well, you can yeah. pick up the two yards. Yeah, if they pick up the two yards to get another set of downs, they're gonna they're gonna kneel it and 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 end this thing. So it makes the most sense to go for it here because you're really in not field position to do anything else with it. Um, so yeah, I think you're gonna see number three carry the ball here. Connor McQuillan gets the pitch left side and the football's on the ground and the defenders cover it up. A fumble by Northwestern. And it is covered by Tyler Wearinga, and it'll be a first down for the defenders at their own 45-yard line. I, I think we are seeing what 
if Jalen Gramstead would be unable to play in a game and gets knocked out in a game, it's going to be a challenge. If he got the whole week to prepare, different story. But right. that, that that is that would be a concern, obviously, for me. Yeah, and and yeah, certain just teams based ha- on what I'm seeing right now. Absolutely, and um, yeah, I mean he's been their guy. Um, you win a national championship with a quarterback that that you expect to play every down of every game. Um, and sometime this could happen, but yeah, I, I have a feeling, uh, Gramstead will be back next week against Morningside. Um, didn't look like they were really dealing with anything too serious or kind of testing his strength a little bit on the sideline. Um, you know, and, and he's a tough kid, so I think he'll be good to go, but you're right. Would you, yeah, when you, when you have a guy like that, you, you ride him as long as you can. And that's what what Northwestern has done and they'll continue to do. Dort picks up a first down with Cade McDaniel. McDaniel throws it towards the sideline. Pass is tipped into the air. Incomplete. Broken up. On the coverage for Northwestern. That's Gavin Lorenzen and Cody Mosier. Well, I just, I want to verify this. I just saw Jamestown and Morningside was final. But I, I am not... I am not completely confident in the uh, live stats that it is actually final. Me, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, that would seem to be a really fast football game because I think we have a, a quick game going here. Um, and maybe that maybe that's the end of the third quarter. It signaled fourth quarter, zero left to play. Pass completed over to Wellen. Wellen on the near side, and Wellen is brought down inbounds at the 37-yard line. One minute left to play. Clock does not, well, Dort didn't get out of bounds, and it's not a first down yet. It's third down and three. Dort with it at the Northwestern 37-yard line. They need the 34 for a first down. McDaniel slings it over to Harkin. Harkin, the ball carrier, and Harkin is knocked down. It'll stop the clock momentarily on the first down to the the Northwestern 32-yard line. 45 seconds remaining in the game. Dort trailing 35 to 14, trying to tack one more on and trying to Bring it back to 35-21 potentially, and Cade McDaniel is brought down the first sack of the day for Northwestern, and that was, I believe that was uh, Goobles, Adam Goobles, a senior from Council Bluffs. 20 seconds remaining, second down and 20 now for the defenders at their own at the Northwestern 41-yard line. Back to pass. And underthrown, incomplete intended for Harkin on the coverage was Gavin Lorenzen. And that's going to bring up third down and 12 seconds remaining in the contest. So third down and 19, 12 seconds remaining in the game. 15 seconds on the play clock. And Cade McDaniel, the Colorado native, directing traffic. Five seconds left on the play clock. Four. And he's in the pistol. Back to pass. Steps up. Throws. Incomplete intended for Harkin with seven seconds remaining. And with it fourth down and 19, this will likely be the last play of the game. As Dort will throw the ball towards the end zone, I would imagine, with seven seconds remaining. Over in Sioux Center today, Doan and Dort in men's soccer. It was 1-1 at halftime. 
And it's still 1-1. They're into the second half now. McDaniel back to pass near midfield. Under pressure by Goobles. McDaniel dodges away from pressure, steps up, throws it towards the end zone, and it's going to drift out of bounds, and that's going to be the last play of the game. Our final score, Northwestern 35, Dort 14. Let's take a two-minute break, and we'll be back to wrap things up from Orange City with the Wireless World postgame show. Northwestern 35, Dort 14, back with more in two minutes. Welcome back to Orange City, where Northwestern defeats Dort 35-14 this afternoon in Great Plains Athletic Conference football action, and uh, was really a story of Northwestern controlling the early stages of this one. Jalen Gramstead completed a pass to Connor McQuillan for eight yards to give them their first score. Eli Stater knocked in a field goal from 29 yards out to make it 10 to nothing with 9.49 left to go in the half, and Northwestern took a commanding 17-nothing lead with... 126 left to go in the half on a Connor McQuillan six-yard touchdown run. Dort did answer Colson Cruz, a completed pass to Cade Rohr for 18 yards right before the half ended to make it 17-7, but then Northwestern took the opening kickoff of the second half, marched, uh, well, pretty short field actually, 27 yards to make it uh, 24-7, and then added uh, another touchdown and a two-point conversion. Gramstead to Michael Story to make it 32-7, and Eli Stater's field goal made it 35-7. Dort did get a score late. Cade McDaniel with 11.25 left to go in the game and completed a pass to Cade Rohr for five yards to make it 35-14, and that is how it ended. The numbers, the uh, quick glance at the numbers, the defenders, 26 rushes for 86 yards, 3.3 yards per rush. 18 completed passes for 201 yards. That comes out to 287 yards of total offense for Northwestern. I'm not completely confident in these numbers. 35 rushes for 102 yards. That's a 2.9 yards per rush average. 22 completions for 199 yards. A total of 60 plays run for 301 yards. So only 60 plays run by both teams. 60 for Northwestern, 62 for Dort if you want to get picky. Um, Time of possession, uh, Northwestern 36, Dort 23. I've heard some say, you know what, don't pay attention to that time of possession any longer. But when you're finishing those possessions with scores, that does matter. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, you, t- you keep the ball away from the other team's offense uh, where they have the potential to score. Uh, what Northwestern did really well was they just maintained possession. They were opportunistic. They just kept things kind of going. And um, they finished they finished the drives for the most part with, with scoring p- opportunities. Um, you know, like we mentioned it before. You get into the fourth quarter and it's nine minutes left in the game before you punt. means you've been very efficient offensively um, and your defense has gotten off the field. Individually for Dort, Cade McDaniel came on in relief when uh, Dort was, they were going to throw it around. He went 11 of 22 passing for 99 yards with a score. Colson Cruz, 7 of 14 passing, 102 yards, an interception, and a touchdown. On the ground, Brendan Piper, 5 carries, 28 yards. Cade McDaniel, 5 carries, 30 yards. Nick Wellen, 5 carries for 19 yards. For Dort receiving, Cade Rohr, 5 catches, 57 yards, and a pair of scores. Isaac Looker, 3 catches for 51 yards. Caden Harkin, 5 catches for 34 yards. Eli Bolden and... uh, 
Brendan Piper, Nick Wellen, and Connor Kanoff all with one catch apiece for Northwestern. Jalen Gramstead, 21 of 24 passing before he left with two scores. Had 187 yards of passing offense. Connor McQuillan unofficially 16 carries for 58 yards. Jalen Gramstead, 14 carries for 49 yards. I don't believe that is completely accurate. Uh, receiving, Gerard and McQuillan, seven catches each. Gerard, 82 yards. McQuillan, 74 yards. I don't know what more to say about this one. Uh, Northwestern, uh, I, I felt as good as advertised. The defenders, we talked about, you've got to make plays. You've got to make the catches. You, I don't want to say you have to play perfectly, but you do have to take advantage of opportunities when they're there, and I don't know that when the team looks back at today, they're going to feel like that happened. Oh, absolutely. You know, when you're playing the number one team in the country, the defending national champs, the team that won't beat themselves, um, when you have opportunities, you have to make something happen. Um, and – yeah, there were there were some drop balls, there were some missed opportunities, you know, really both sides of the ball opportunities to make a stop. Um, you go back you know, to that first play of our first drive of the second half. You get an interception, you got a penalty. One of what three flags that we saw all day, but as it is, right, take, negates a big play. Yeah, those those little things and they just add up, especially and they add up big when you're playing a good football team. You know, you can get away with a lot of those things against lesser opponents, uh, but you're not, you don't get away with that uh, when you're playing a team that is this good, right? Um, you just, you, like you mentioned, you probably don't have to play a perfect football game, um, but you have to be pretty close. Let's take one more glance around the conference, and uh, I need one more, and that's the one. Dakota Wesleyan and Briarcliff, I messed up and closed that window out, so I'm going to. This is the part, boys and girls, where you. This isn't good radio, I understand that. Dakota Wesleyan leads Briarcliff 17-14 to with 2.50 left to go in that game in Sioux City. Uh, Midland woke up. They lead Doan 27-10. Morningside leads Jamestown now 31-29 after a score and a two-point conversion. Uh, Hastings leads Mount Marty 42-34, and I know everyone is asking, what is the time? How much time is left in that Morningside contest? And I believe it's about nine minutes. Let's double-check that. It's got to be less than nine now. Looks like about eight minutes remaining. Morningside still leads Jamestown 31-29. That would be quite an upset if it held up. Still got a lot of football to be played in Sioux City. So you take a look at the standings. I feel comfortable saying Midland's going to beat uh, Doan. Midland is going to improve to 4-4 four and four in the league. Midland and Doan's going to stay winless. Uh, Dakota Wesleyan and Briarcliff too close to call. We know that Dort is now 5-2. and two. Northwestern is 7-0 and oh in league play. And Hastings and Mount Marty also too close to call. Dort will be back at home next week, part of a Defender Days weekend. And a big weekend on the campus. Men's basketball beginning play on Friday. We've got hockey on Friday. Saturday, there will be a doubleheader of soccer, women and men. There will be football versus Briarcliff, and there will be a volleyball versus Dakota Wesleyan. So a busy week ahead, and uh, you're going to duck out on me, I hear. Yep, I'm going to be missing next week, uh, Saturday. Well, we'll be so. thinking about you. Well, yeah, I'll be there, I'll be there in spirit. Um you know, I'll be visiting with Coach Penner throughout the week, sometime this week, just to 
wish him luck and uh i think our defenders will get back on track we want to finish strong got some great opportunities still out uh, ahead of them this was a tough one but uh yeah, they can learn from it and improve, get better next week. I know today is a tough one to swallow because you don't feel like you played your best. It's 35-14. There are three very winnable games coming up, and one of those is Morningside. I truly believe – I'm not saying they're going to win, but it is yeah. a winnable game. And so you go out, you got a third of the season remaining. Let's see what this team can do. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, – yeah, if you if you go, you take care of business against two teams that maybe on paper you should beat, um, and then go go to Sioux City and, and beat Morningside on the road, uh, finish off the season with only two losses. Hey, crazier things have happened. Um, you know, you can earn a lot of respect beating a team like that on the road, um, and so yeah, there's Let's see. there's just plenty to yeah. play f- play for and. Yeah, I mean, great opportunities ahead, so um, strap it on and get ready to go. Yeah, Morningside opening things up a little bit on Jamestown, 38-29, so they, uh, they, threw, they, they threw their punch, but it looks like Morningside probably going to survive it. Less than four minutes left to go, but it shows that it can't. It, it, here, here, is, here is what Dort wanted today, a fourth quarter where you had a chance. Jamestown just did that in Sioux City. I don't think anybody would have given Jamestown a puncher's chance in oh. that contest. Right. And and so, yeah, maybe you have to play things a little bit more conservatively, um, a little differently. I'm sure Coach Penner is going to go back and he's going to evaluate every coaching decision that – I mean, we've all done that. Every coach does that. He's going to go – he's going to probably replay every minute of this game in his head and what could have, should have, whatever. Um and that's that's important for a coach to do. You have to do that self-reflection, that self-evaluation, um, and learn from it. Um, but yeah, you, yeah, that just is. If you want to have a chance at the end of the ball game, um, today we really didn't have one. But you know, when we go to Sioux City, you just got to give yourself a chance late. We will do it again in another week. Dort will be at home with Briar Cliff. That's going to do it for a broadcast on KIHK today. And uh, that's going to br- do it. Uh, we're going to be on the air next on Wednesday evening, the Dort volleyball team in Orange City taking on Northwestern. It's going to be a busy week, and we'll tell you all about that uh, later on as uh, things progress this week. But for today, it's a final Northwestern 35, Dort 14 from Orange City for KIHK. I'm Mike Biker and Kyle Akterhoff. Good afternoon.